No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Hey, everyone. Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Hey now, welcome. What? <laughs> welcome. What are we doing, everybody? What just happened? We're doing a little summer meltdown shout out. I'm melting down. Can we We're melt melting yet? it down, guys? Summer of 2019 in Darrington, Washington. No Simple Road is going to be at Summer Meltdown. We're going to get to see Tipper and Humphreys McGee, Grammatic, Naco, Medicine for the People, Polish Ambassador. 
G. Jones, Closey, Brother Ollie, Pigeons Playing Ping Pong, Spafford, Minnesota, Dirtwire, Break Science, Manic Focus, Young Bay, Boo Okay, babe. Uh, they, they get it. The Shook Twins? Shook Twins. They get it. Grateful but Shred? You want to know what? I was going to say, you could stop at Pigeons Playing Ping Pong because this episode... <sighs> Oh yeah, this yeah. is all in. about Greg. So yeah, and there, pigeons. There are three day, two day, and one day tickets available at summermeltdown.com. You can also go to www.nosimpleroad.com. Scroll down a little bit, look for the Summer Meltdown logo, and there is a link for tickets there as well. Yeah, if you guys are going, buy it from our link. Yeah. So yeah, that the man. people from Summer Meltdown can actually see that you guys are listening to the show. And and look, if you can't make it for the whole thing, you can come go for, for a one day. day. Yeah. One day, come hang out. It, look, if you're going to pick one day to go, I would suggest going on the day that we are going to be live podcasting from the forest stage. Yeah, guys. We're going to be on stage live podcasting. We're going to bring some people up if they're up for it. We're going to talk about what's going on. Um, I think we need to interview Jake again. Well, we're definitely going to have Jake up there. I, it was my first thought when we talked about being live. I was like, Jake needs to be our fourth since um, yeah. Apple or not Apple, but Ryder's Ryder not going to be there. So, yeah, we're going to have a really, really great time at Summer Meltdown. We're going to do an amazing live podcast. We're going to see some really cool music. And I'm fucking stoked to see Tipper. Yeah. Is that so I am really excited to see that. Like, there's a lot that you mentioned there, like Nako Medicine from the People. I've never seen them live nope. or him live. Well, actually, we've seen him on the airplane, but I've never seen him perform. Um, Grammatic is another one that um, some of the guys at work told me that they're super, really stoked about. So... I'm excited to see a lot of the stuff that I've never seen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And to see Umfreeze again. Of Umfreeze course. Yeah, always puts Umfreeze is a good time. Umfreeze is a guaranteed rump shaker for me. So, <laughs> No Simple Road will be podcasting live from the Forest Stage on Sunday from 2 p.m. to 2.50 p.m. And that is following the... Um, the winners of the, the winners, contest. Yeah, so they had, they had a contest, Summer Meltdown did, for local bands around the country to see who was going to be able to get to perform um, and so we, are following, we the are following the winner so stick around after that performance and uh, let's have a good fun clean time go to or w- dirty time www.summermeltdown.com no, or go to our or go to www.nosimpleroad.com and grab yourself a ticket come hang out with the No Simple Road family at Summer Meltdown and Shake your groove. And if you're on the fence, go watch the videos of past ones. Just watching everybody, the smiles, the floating in the river. It's just, man, it like, looks like Jason so said. incredible. Jason? Yep. Like Just like Jason said, oh, if Jason. you're on the fence, get off the fucking fence. Come fly with the flock. That's so funny. This episode of No Simple Road is brought to you by... Define premium cannabis, guys. I'm about to smoke a little bowl of Dosi Doe. Dosi Doe? Yeah, Dosi mm, Doe. Yeah, from Replio Farms. Yeah. Um, Define brings you all of your fantastic cannabis needs from topicals to smokables to tinctures, wipeables, and even stickers. They've got cool merch. They've just got really awesome stuff. So, Become part of the scene here Ooh. in Hillsboro or and Forest Grove. Forest Grove. Go say hi to the awesome butt tenders that they have that are giving you fantastic recommendations for your aches, pains, or maybe just a little recommendation for having a good Friday night fun. Yeah, take care of your head. Man. Yeah, maybe a cool couple thing. They have like these awesome like things that you can try for what? what? 
for intimate. intimacy. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. 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 Chicken brown. Yeah. So what? Apple. They don't have. They don't have that anymore, or they do. You, you don't have no. Chicken yeah, they do. It, um, yeah. They have. They do. It. Huh? Yeah. It's, okay. not, it's not a popular item, really. Well, it should be. <laughs> well, the bud tenders need to do a better job of selling yeah, it. <laughs> and look, it, there's a lot of confusing stuff when you walk yeah. into a dispensary. If you aren't versed, it can seem overwhelming. And that's the mission of Define Premium Cannabis is to educate their consumers, the people that are coming in, their clients. They want you to know what you're getting and Mm -hmm. get the right thing. They're not just trying to sell you some shit and get you out the door. They're going to take the time with you to explain what's going on and match you with the thing that you need. And also... Not for nothing, but our brother Appleworks out at the Hillsboro location. Yes, I do. And if you go in there Monday through Friday, you can ask for him. He will personally lend you a hand and educate you and help you out. And if you say that you are part of the No Simple Road family, that you listen to the show, you will receive 10% off your purchase and free t-shirt. Free t-shirt. <laughs> so. It doesn't need to be said if Ryder's not here like that. It's Ryder's thing, and we're yeah. keeping it Rider going. Ryder is we're not here. We're, we're keeping well, it rolling. It's Ryder's thing. Well, it's Ryder's here in spirit. In spirit. Oh. We're, mm-hmm. we're invoking Neither the spirit of Ryder. It doesn't that sound 10% good. And off and a free t-shirt. <laughs> t-shirt. Oh. Free, 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 free and, t-shirt. And we are there to help you because it is confusing. I it was is. just looking. I do inventory. We have like three hundred over 340 products, and that's what? a lot. That's a lot of products. About. It's a lot of SKUs, and mm-hmm. that's a lot of things, to, like you said, know about, like, what happens is the vendors go in there, give a little education to the bud tenders, and then they pass it on to you and answer your questions. And it is an amazing, amazing place to go. So not only is the No Simple Road family making sure that you get your 10% off when you go into Define, but we're also making sure that you're educated. So head over to Hillsboro or Forest Grove. If you're not in the area, check them out on Instagram at Define Premium Cannabis. And take care of your head. And one last thing we've got to say from the No Simple Road family and the Define family, wishing the best to Nicole, one of our sub oh, and Nicole, yeah. that is moving Bon on. voyage and yeah. have a beautiful moving, journey, my sister. Enjoy to part ben. of Oregon. Absolutely. We will be seeing you and wish you all the best, Nicole. And everybody out there, send her good vibes. We'll see you soon. This episode of No Simple Road is sponsored by... Shop to a bus. Where's Mel? Well, that dosey do did you in? No. Oh. Sometimes I don't feel like joining in. Okay. Maybe. Sometimes I want to do my own thing. Sometimes I rap slow. <laughs> no. <laughs> Close, babe. Go to shoptourbus.com online or at shoptourbus on Instagram for all of your Grateful Dead inspired coolness. And you your know, merch, any day of the week, and stickers and we hoodies. can be found wearing our Fire in the Mountain t shirt, our. Um, which one? Transitive Nightfall but Diamonds. I, I think I have the one with the, the skeleton and he's being held in the hammock. Uh, and I can't Sleep remember. in the Stars. It's bird song. Okay, bird song. Yep. And yeah, the diamond, transitive nightfall diamonds. There's a lot happening over yeah. there at Shop Tour Bus, you guys. And they became our very first sponsor on this show. They are our, our longest partner and they take care of this family. And not only are they sponsoring the show, they're making sure that when you order from them, you get free shipping. They don't want you to have to pay all, again. To get the stuff that you already paid for to your house. So wait, how do you get free shipping? You, you enter the code No Simple Road at checkout, and then it'll be like boom, free shipping. Boom, boom, boom. 
And you'd be like, oh shit, I was oh, ready shit. to pay for freaking shipping and my shirt, and now all of a sudden I don't gotta pay for shipping. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should throw something else in there so that I can get that cute little no, no, it's not no simple road. No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, um, it, it would drive on no simple road. It would. So they have a cute little pin, little bus pin, and it will drive on your no little simple road free checkout and come to you with $50 or more purchase. I know that sounded <laughs> that was, confusing, That guys. was super confusing. Uh, so very if you, confusing. if you order $50 or more, you're going to get a... Cute little bus pin. As, as supplies last, a one-inch little bus pin, and it's got a cool like gradient on it with but a little lightning bolt, and it's cute. So <laughs> you look yourself up. Cute, go to, it is cute. Go to shoptourbus.com online or at shoptourbus on Instagram. Pick yourself up some Grateful Dead-inspired merchandise. It'll come to you in a hand-designed box with all kinds of treats, toys, gigas, and whatnots in it. A bootleg and with a, a pencil mm-hmm. to spool it. Yeah, and you will get <laughs> more than, than you, you bargained, bargained for. for. No simple world. No simple rub. No simple rub. No simple rub. Hi, I'm Richard Z. Rastafarian from Fear of a Craft Beer Planet, a podcast that talks a lot about the parallels between the beer industry and the music business. But really, we talk about whatever we want. The show is made up of four of us. Me, Richard the Rastafarian, the radio guy, Jay Rose, Ryan Egan, and Rob Forzik. They're the beer guys. They're the ones that teach me about craft beer, and I'm the one that gets the show on the air. You can find us on all social media platforms at Fear of a Craft Beer Planet. What? Are we back? Hello, is this thing on? Yeah. Mel? This thing's on. Hey, no. No Simple Road family. What's cracking out there? How y'all doing? How's your week going? Everybody feeling good? You're not going to hear an answer. You're not? No. No, I'm asking them. I hear hear them. I do. What are they saying? I'll I'll channel it. We're doing good. Everyone is doing good? Oh, hard. Right on, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the people aren't doing good weren't speaking up. No. Their voices are much quieter. They were like... The birds are chirping. That's all we hear. <laughs> They're like, chirp, 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 chirp. <laughs> How's everybody doing, man? It's been a good week. It's been a busy, busy, let's get going week. I got to say, we're five days out from Northwest String, String Summit. Summit. Dub it. Yeah. It is getting exciting. Counting. All these, Aaron, Aaron went on and ordered uh, several things to make our campground and our 10 by really awesome. The so thing that I'm boxes are coming. most excited about most out of everything that we're taking with us to to summit and summer meltdown i bought a little handheld (laughs) espresso maker because when we go to festivals or camping that is the one thing that i wish like i don't care how much fun i'm having i wish i was at home because i'm not having good coffee and i got this little 
handheld espresso maker that another you, gadget you pump it you and, guys and it's fucking annoying <laughs> when and i'm sure a lot of people can agree with this out there whatever your partner's into and then they get multiple ones that they don't fucking use I'm and they use sit the there and thing. collect dust but they won't get rid of the ones that they don't no, you use gotta keep they those. keep them all and then they continue to add it's, to it and you, add and it's add it's like the Aaron museum of uh, coffee gadgets yeah man it's annoying Wow. It's not like I don't want you to have it. It's just Mel doesn't annoying. want me to drink coffee, you guys. That's, that's no, I is. don't want Aaron to smoke cigarettes in my fucking face <laughs> during interviews. Have I? Did I smoke today? Yeah. I'm in sure your you face? Did. I'm sure you did. You didn't say one word. I just said a bunch of words. Sorry, guys. I'm not giving shade to Aaron, but it's been annoying me lately. Really yeah, bad. We had, a, we had a talk about it the other night. Yeah. So we're good. You know, sometimes when you need to elevate to the next level, you just, it's uncomfortable. And Aaron doesn't need to be smoking anymore. And he knows it, but he still <laughs> likes it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not giving him a hard time about liking it. I'm giving him a hard time about how it we makes weren't me even feel. talking about smoking. We were talking about coffee and me being excited about having a brand new espresso Go back maker. To it, babe. Go back to, to it. Well, I now am. we're talking about the many annoying things that you do. I know, right? <laughs> just Whatever. just the cigarettes. And that's what we were talking about. I didn't go on little, to anything else. We got a little handheld thing that spins around, and it it froths the milk, so you can make a latte. That's the second and, one and that we've gotten out. because I already. Well, know the first about one broke. It didn't work anymore. And I used the shit out of that thing. I used it so much the motor broke. So you can't say I didn't use that one. I used that one. And we got cool lights and we got a, a big... Fu- Dude, we ordered this... Um, what do you call it? Carpet. But it's not a carpet. It's not... Well, it's an it's outdoor like carpet. It's a weave carpet that looks like a bitch in a rug that it, you can easily clean. Dude, mm-hmm. I, that thing's gonna it said 9 awesome. by 12 on the... Amazon listing and I was like oh yeah 9 by 12 that's like you know two of me and like a little more than me the other way holy shit the thing is so big we could hardly open it up in the house it was like gigantic yeah we could use it as a sail for the no simple road tour bus yeah or the boat or the boat (laughs) yeah when we get the the no simple road they could why not (laughs) 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 this week's episode is Greg Ormont from Pigeons Playing ping pong and we didn't ask him how the band got the name just saying that didn't happen (laughs) i think that having that name for his band and then going into an interview like that's just such a obvious softball and people want to know that though well do you go look look it up man i know i'm just saying but i'm not gonna find out in this interview what mm -hmm. it means you know you're not but you can go online and find out and you know I know that we're doing a lot and there's a lot to be excited about. But after talking to Greg, like I'm really, really looking forward to going to another pigeon show and having it be first at Hornings and then following them up north to Summer (laughs) Night. Yeah, it's going to be pretty amazing. These guys put on a hell of a show. Mm-hmm. Talk about high energy and fun and. Uh. Well, it was cute the other night, like when the <gasps> night that we interviewed Greg. Um, it was my mom's turn to cook, so we were in the kitchen, and I was like, "Mom, we have an interview tonight," and she was like, "Who you? Who are you interviewing?" So I, I pulled up a picture of Greg and I put on some music, and the second I put on the music, my mom starts grooving out. She was dancing in the kitchen. She was literally dancing in the kitchen. It was so cute. And food was bomb that night. Yeah, she made uh, lettuce wraps, some pork mm-hmm. and chicken, mushroom lettuce wraps. So uh, nice inspiration, Greg, and the fellow pigeons out there that 
helped my mom inspired dance. our yeah. lettuce wraps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, but it was like a family affair, and this the interview was. too is awesome. It's all about family, and like he mm-hmm. just got married, and you know, it, it, a lot of awesome stuff going yeah. on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it's exciting too. Like I said, like getting to speak to them, and then knowing that we're gonna go see them just a couple weeks later or a week and a half later or whatever like it's i this time of year is really busy and it's difficult physically and mentally but it's so much fun oh yeah so much fun happening and that was the thing that was impressed on me the most through this interview was what pigeons is all about is fun yeah like coming from that place creating an atmosphere for the crowd that's fun making music that makes you want to dance yeah, it's like somebody like a toy maker you know he's making a toy for fun a psychedelic toy <laughs> yeah and like there's i mean all the toys R Us's are out of business and stuff like that's that sad. and like oh, you have to like free. you have to really like find a toy store these days like it's a thing and it's cool when people are making music building stuff creating clothes anything that's specifically for fun i'm totally down with that we need more play and we need more fun you think so well i mean not specifically us i think we've got a really good amount but i got a handle on the fun quotient (laughs) in general it's nice to have things that are made just to enjoy not well you got to figure this problem out and then you got to no let's just have a good time Mm -hmm. and being that like pigeons thing is funky and it's hard to not shake your ass when there's funk playing like they're, they're well like it's just moving period like your stanky neck stank- waist, what's like, stanky neck you know you kind of like bring it into your shoulders and like you groove it like back and forth yeah, yeah. Like a, like see a, look at i picture look like a pigeon apple like a pigeon, like how a pigeon <laughs> oh, okay. bobs its head too like yeah. you get into it i wish you guys could see apple right now he looks like a pigeon the you minute know. I said it, Apple knew exactly what I was yeah, talking that about. Neck, yeah, that neck snap. Yeah, and, and so we learned that that, that Mel's a mother flocker. Oh in yeah. In this interview, I guess I am a mother flocker. You're a mother flocker, and lots Aaron of other and I stuff. had this like speech, or not? It wasn't a speech. We didn't have a speech. That was a lie. What? Aaron and I had this conversation the other day in the grocery store about me being a deadhead again. And I didn't, titles. Oh yeah. yeah, titles. You know, and he's like, "You have a problem." <laughs> like, you do. You hang up. like I was gonna go to AA or something. He's like, "You have a problem, Mel. You have a problem with." <laughs> I can't okay. even say, say it, it seriously. Say it with with titles. Uh huh. Because I, I, well, I don't. You're the person that's eating a grilled cheese, saying you don't like grilled cheese. I never have said you that. You have no. to start going I've to meetings. That's a metaphor. I like real cheese. You have to start going to meetings. My name yeah. is Melanie, and I'm, I'm a deadhead. So I, Aaron gets mad that I don't, I don't like identify mad. myself with mm-hmm. something, but I'm That's like, so true. if you like to do something, does that make you that thing? Mm. No, you're mm-hmm. you're you know you are you're a music head. Yeah, <laughs> and it, that was you, that was what I was saying. That was exactly what I was. I well, it, the conversation wasn't about being a deadhead. Yeah, it was. No, it was talking about you were like. I'm not a Festivarian. Yeah. I'm not one of well, those I, people. First that, of all, guys, yeah, I wasn't just declaring it. It wasn't like, I am not. That's a Festivarian not is a person at a festival. I've been to three festivals in my life. So have you been there? Maybe four. Then you're a Festivarian. Is that? No. Did you enjoy it? 
Of course, I. That's why I was said that. That was you? never. A de- I never denied the. That was um, good for you. Was it expensive? Um, well, yeah, it was definitely maybe not financially. It wasn't financially good for me. But as far as it fun and dancing and meeting amazing people and having a great time, absolutely. I love the activities associated with music related events period it can be a festival it can be a concert it can be a fucking park like it doesn't matter but if there's music i'm down with it you're and a music head yeah i love music and aaron gets mad because like aaron th- doesn't yeah, get mad you, well, stop you, saying okay that. whatever whatever it is whatever the emotion is but like you want me to like I like Admit John Mayer. I, yes, I like the D- Grateful Dead. I like John Mayer. I like Pigeons Playing That's Ping all Pong. I, was for. I like well, freaking Andrew Hendricks. I like I get whatever. Very, I get very excited seeing how you are now, Melanie. With I mean, because you used to not be as on board for like the travel to go things and stuff. Now you get excited. Like like well, things I, okay. are different. Like I, I don't have say, the babies. Especially how excited you guys were about returning to Dicks this year. Yeah. It made me make my final reservation. All I have to Wait, do is get tickets what? now. I Wait, ma- Apple's coming to re- Dick's? I what? made my reservations last weekend as soon as we finished doing the intro for Annabelle's That's episode. That's so funny, dude. I had the extra money, and I was like, you know what? Just do it. It's worth it. Who, you know, who's going to say? I got a text from Apple at work, and he was like, I'm going to um, Got all my confirmations. Dick's. And it was really rad because behind the scenes, I was like, I don't want Apple to go. I just want it to be our thing. And Aaron's like... It's not going to be a big deal. And I'm like, I know it's not about Apple, but it's like our thing. And then the second he purchased it, I was like, yay. <laughs> well, because <laughs> like, it's, it's now turned into a no, it's not just a you no, thing. Because you're going there to meet Annabelle no. and Tommy's gonna and and there. going to be there. There's going to be so much going on. Again, have a really great time. It's kind of like the end of the summer thing. Well, I'm listening to these fish shows, like we all were standing out there last night yeah. listening to the fish show from Connecticut the other night. Oh, oh my God. They are just so on fire. And that's going to be wrapping it up. For this tour, I mean, it's yeah, man. So we're gonna have an amazing show. Yeah. So just when it has to do with f- anything that has to do with music, and it's not like boring music, I want to go. I want to have. The, a, what's boring music to me? Yeah. Like an entire, um, what's boring music? Let me think. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a tough. That's one. that's a hard Ooh. question, man. I. I was gonna say opera off the top of my head, yeah, but, but that might not, not that might but not even be boring. Well, you might find it boring th- at this moment. Like right. I don't want to listen to that, but then later be like, yeah. I, well, you know, mood. okay, maybe boring isn't a really good word because now that I'm like trying to like go through the Rolodex mm-hmm. and I'm thinking like even country music, I would probably enjoy it. Yep. I, I know how to I know how to get down with country music, and like a symphony. Maybe it's not like getting down, but it would be really amazing to hear that. You wouldn't be like yawning like, no. So so I mean, maybe boring isn't the right word for music, but I don't know. Hmm. Well, I don't think I guess you know know what? It really depends. I'm down for whatever, anytime, unless I have something else I want to do. I think that's, that's true really with everybody on the planet. Yeah, that makes sense. That that I think that covers everybody on the in the world. Like I'm down for whatever as long as I don't have something. Uh, no, else to I don't do. believe my mom's not down for whatever. She's not. Mm. She's not. No, she's not. No. She's not. Fuck she, those people. Yep. She Fuck don't want her, your dad. He's not down for whatever. Okay, you're right. I take it back. <laughs> I say both. I'm yeah. old enough. Know what I want. And I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, people exactly. And farting and breathing yeah, my air. Like, I'm down to have a good time as long as I don't want to do something else with my family. And that's usually the conflict. Is yeah. Like if I have to choose between doing something with my family. Well, at this point, it's all rolled into one. Yeah, it is. It really is. And that's what makes me grateful for the show is that 
it involves and includes all of us. Yeah, that is that is a really cool part of it. And, you know, we were talking earlier about, you know, things growing and getting bigger. And you asked me how I felt about it. And I went into this whole thing. That we had to cut that we, out? Yeah, we had to cut oh. all that out because um, the leaf blower was blowing. But, <laughs> you know, when I was little and I first got into music, I really wanted to be the one making the music. And it was a regret that I carried with me subconsciously for a lot of years that I got distracted from wanting to do that and let other things take over in my life. And it wasn't even a conscious thing. It was buried deep down in there. And ever since starting the show, I realized it. And this thing has filled that desire in me and I feel as much a part of the music as if I was making it now because I'm helping get it out. You are putting out you like, I feel like we're creating an album with the show. Like I was thinking about (laughs) that. Like think about if like friends, they were on for like nine seasons, 10, whatever, however many seasons they were. And then they've got these like CD box sets, like first season. This is when Monica, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Like (laughs) Ross and Rachel. (laughs) Yeah. Like if, if we were to like merchandise our show and put them on CDs, um, a hundred episodes. Oh we probably have like, box yeah, set. we'd have like one, like four twenty-five box set, you know, twenty-five box sets, it and could then be a school bus. <laughs> exactly. I was thinking about this the other day. I really was like, how cool it would be to buy something like that and to have it. But then I'm like, why would you need to have anything? You know, and like you, you can just turn on your yeah, phone. Yeah, you can turn on your phone. You don't even want to hear the lower quality of whatever it's going to be. But put that's onto. the cool thing about like vinyl and stuff. It yeah, is cool is to cool. have the the sure physical is. thing with the liner notes and all that. Absolutely. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. It is. It's cool. I, but but what my point was that it that is very much is like any piece of art um, that people put out. Like we are putting out art, whether we realize it or not our voices our opinions our our conversations our um, inspiration that we get from it it's all it's all a creative force that's happening and it feels good to be a part of yeah it does and you know you asked me how i feel about it and i'm hopeful oh yeah those three words i'm hopeful i'm excited and i forgot what the third one was (laughs) But yeah, I I am hopeful and excited and I'm proud of what we what we're doing and what we've done. And, yeah. and it really does excite me to see what's happening. And, and would you say you're passionate about oh, it? extremely sometimes to a fault? Because I don't want like I don't want to do anything else. I. Yeah, um, we're all passionate yeah. about it now. Look forward to the next thing. Mm-hmm. There's never a dull moment. There's always uh-uh. something going on, something on the horizon, something coming to, to fruition. To I mean, fruition. This thing is this thing is moving. <laughs> yeah, man. And the train is chugging. It's cool to to see it progressing. From I don't know if this happened before we cut or not, but like just starting on the porch and doing the thing at home, and then slowly getting out and do you know being at shows and people knowing that we were there and then going from that to being at a festival with a booth and then going from that 
to being at a festival on the stage. There's a wish. Doing, Look. Oh, yeah, yeah, the wishes are wishes out. Wishes are floating everywhere. Going from that to not just having the booth to being on the stage doing the podcast live. It seems like the natural progression of things. And so... Without even, like... No, I did, we didn't plan it. Well, I, yeah, definitely not the planning part, but, like, who would have thunk it? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, who would have thunk any of that? Well, like you said, the planning part. We couldn't have planned. We couldn't have planned mm-hmm. where this is going mm-hmm. and where it's going from now. It's, and I think that's part of what makes it fun. Yeah. yeah we never know where we're going to be or what we're going to be interested in. Yeah, we're we improv- didn't know shit about Summer Meltdown last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we're, like, improvising just like all these yeah. bands we love and talk to and everything yeah just being open to where life is gonna take you so aside from music and what we're doing what could you relate it to like the journey of writing a writer might have an idea for the story but they don't know the bones and the sinew and the connective tissue of the story they write the story it comes out as they imagine it they may have an idea for the outline of it, yeah. But then they have like to the fill idea in for the book. They have to fill in the parts, yeah. And that's how this has been. I had an idea of what I wanted it to be, but it completely became something else. And then it started changing all of our lives, yeah. And now here we are, and so we're on the ride together. And that, like I said earlier, is my one of my favorite things about all this is that we all get to do this together with the people that listen, yeah. And, and they're as much a part of this as we are. And that's the coolest part. Like, it really is a community of people. It's one of the guys at work was saying the and other animals. day that he he ran into another musician friend of at a concert and was saying that this kid was wanting to be more part of the scene. And I was like, well, what's the scene? And he's like, you know, the community of, of music. And it it just was like a little ping in my brain that underline everything people want to be a part of something yeah people love yeah they want they love like being the first (laughs) people that have you know seen the movie or the people who write a review or somebody who who's the beta tester for something (laughs) people get excited about being a part of something and then when that thing becomes popular or more known there's almost like an ownership to it where it's like, well, I, knew, I knew about that first. I tasted that first, you know, and it's exciting and it's not to exclude anybody. It's just kind of one of those fun things that is really neat. To well, it's rad to be with other like-minded people. And I, what I was laughing about just a second ago when you said that is like, even the people that don't want to be a part of things become a part of something they become a part of the people that don't want to be a part of things yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they you, start you fucking po- can't help it <laughs> yeah, man that's yeah, a like too. why do people like that it's so dumb yeah. let me listen to why it's dumb yeah the other people <laughs> that don't like that thing are like yeah we didn't think that's stupid to be a part of things together whatever let's make but, shirts <laughs> <laughs> anti yeah, we're anti grouping i love it and i'm so excited to at string summit and i'm so excited to be at yeah. meltdown and I, I i'm excited to go to dicks and i i'm excited for everybody to hear greg and yeah i, I, I just and we have a special thing right before uh, greg comes on we are going to um put in a sweet little short um interview that we did with kevin from thinsters he and three other wonderful um friends of his got together and decided to create a cookie company with guess what 
natural ingredients. With real stuff <laughs> in the cookie. Real, real ingredients. Wait, wait, wait. They're not using like bullshit? No, he said, hey, why don't we go back to grassroots and use like uh, butter and cane like, sugar. We use real and, ovens. Yeah, <laughs> which in these times, it sounds funny, but no, that's really cool that you're getting real cookies and you're going to hear how they came up with the whole um, Grateful Dead inspired um, merchandising mer- merchandising, and it's cool, man. Yeah. His little, little story. And he's also a musician. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, um, if you, that's are, the opening band for Greg. Yeah. The opening <laughs> band for Greg today is Kevin from Thinster cookies. So, yeah. so enjoy that. Yeah. You guys, it's You'll dig it. He's a really cool guy. And what they're doing is really neat. Like Mel said. So, you know, all the stuff that's going on with us and our lives and Jasper and oh my God, all of guys, it. It's Jasper. like Mel and I have been talking a lot lately. Can we do a Jasper pause? Oh, He had on this morning karate pants, a little gi. It was fucking cute as shit. And man. shirtless. That baby, dude. And was eating his little papaya popsicle. Like, I can't even with that baby. <laughs> I can't even. I can't, can't even with you right because now. Because he's so sweet, you guys. That's just a moment of silence for Jasper real quick. Okay. All right, that was good. You know, with all of it, it's... Mel and I have been talking a lot lately about how fast time goes. And how it feels for like... Us anyway, how, how it we've feels like... Sometimes we can just be being swept through life by the current. Like you're caught in the wave being tumbled. I told Aaron to me that it feels like somebody's like sweeping at my heels, you know, like just keep going forward, move forward. And nobody likes that. Nobody likes when shit hits their heels. And I told Mel that she's doing that to herself. She's the one holding the fucking broom, sweeping at her own goddamn feet. And I told her she needs to chill the fuck out and and shut the fuck up. Yeah, he did. He made me cry. And not mean. No, he didn't. He wasn't mean at all. Like he did. He put me in my place in a good way. Like I get all excitable, you know, and then I really tough on yourself. Yeah, I'm really especially lately Mm -hmm. lately i've been really hard on myself um i don't have i mean i do have an explanation for it it's just a long one it's you know sometimes you feel like you that's that right there feel like you and then this is the word should everybody should hate that word (laughs) should is was it you shouldn't shit on me and i won't shit on you Mm Thank but you, Wookie Foot. It's yeah, it's that should word and it's it's in my mind. It's been creeping in my mind lately. It's been bothering me about things that I've been doing, about things that I've done, blah blah blah. How I should be being with my daughter and then I should be home and I should be I mean well, it do, it doesn't end. It's, it it deals with my The other day when we were talking you're like I I should be taking care of myself. I'm like, "Where did you just leave?" Yeah. You're like the doctor. <laughs> Well, oh, yeah, I was. Yeah, I yeah, just left my acupuncture. You need to fucking relax, man. Like, I'm what? not acknowledging even the things that I'm doing, and that's the that's the huge problem. Is that even though I'm feeling like that, I'm currently doing things to dispel that or take that away. All the while, upset that I'm. It's not away. Yeah, and I I told you like, at what point? Are you going to give yourself credit? And also, at what point is enough enough 
and you can just enjoy where you're at. Fucking take a breath, man. Like breathe and be here right now instead of what you should be doing later and what you could have done in the past and what could happen six years from now, five minutes, eight days. Like fuck that shit already. I've had enough for myself like yeah. not i'm not talking about you no like, i know what you mean I, like it, dri- it drives me fucking crazy in my head how i do myself like that and i recently have been just like you know what man shut the fuck up already enjoy yourself look where yeah, you're at look a few what days you've done. a few yeah, days shut be- the fuck up yeah. and enjoy yourself yeah. a few <laughs> days before you put Be me here. in check i was putting you in check i'm like all right with the fucking work thing we all know that you don't want to be there but you know what you put yourself there and you're there so fucking enjoy it while you're there and then you had to give me the almost identical conversation just change with the lettering a little bit you know and you know that goes to show like we really are when when you're married or when you're in a relationship with somebody not even married i'll just take that out because just when when you're partners with somebody yeah when you're in a a partnership with somebody um sometimes their good stuff and bad stuff rubs off on you and you need to help each other through that you know or sometimes you guys are just going through the same thing the same life lesson just in a different color you know and that's kind of what's been going on and just not giving myself enough um like props on the inside like on the outside when i look around i'm really grateful for everything my god like i (laughs) it's yeah i'm proud of of how i look i'm proud of what i've created i'm proud of how i think i'm proud of my relationships and then i i internalize everything for all of it yeah exactly the one hair that's out of place like the one thing that's like the stupid oh shit, little, i farted and yeah the, gonna smell it the bunion that's on my foot how dare you have a bunion like you're what? not taking care of your feet yeah you're falling apart yeah so no oh beware everybody out there of that shudder and shut them shit. out as soon as you shitter. see them. <laughs> the shitter. <laughs> put your shit on you me. I won't put my shit on you. Yeah, so thanks for making me cry, babe. I deserved it and I needed it and it was fantastic. You're welcome. I love you. And for all you guys out there, man, I think that in the, at least the people that we surround ourselves with, we are all thinkers. We're a, a lot of us are in our heads a lot of the time, whether it's because we use psychedelics or we're just people that are that have that proclivity to do that and it can be wrought with pitfalls man there's a lot going on in the world and it affects us and whether you're conscious of it or not like it's all happening at the same time and a lot of noise gets in our heads and i know yeah. for me a lot of noise gets in my head and it's really important for us to stop the noise to take a step back and let ourselves breathe and enjoy where we're at and if where you're at isn't cool take a step back and look at why and move forward it you know it you're not stuck you're not rooted it's where only you're your at. head yeah, where you're stuck because everywhere else around you know is not like that you know even if you're in a prison, it's mostly your head. You feel like you can't leave. And I'm not talking about like mental health or anything like that. I'm not talking deep. I'm talking about surface stuff, your everyday things. You know, you, you get into the mental health part and then you go even deeper into that. But we all give ourselves such a, 
hard time about living. Mm-hmm. Just living. Well, in the end, you're in control. You are in control. You can't let that thing control you. If no. you do, then that's the pitfall. You don't let that's control true. you. You but have the power. Our minds are incredible. Our minds are better than any freaking computer it, out there. It's a manifestation machine. Yeah. Your mind is a machine that manifests reality. And I, it, like, I just realized that I've been putting more steps on the way to my road for no reason by thinking that it's way. It's not simple. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm, I'm making sure of it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, look at. There's another wish. Are we ever going? Is it ever going to get to where we are? It's just simple road. <laughs> I don't <laughs> no. think so. That's no. Or it's just going to be road. Road. <laughs> yeah, yeah, road. That's that's the that's the trick of the be hey, here do now. Hey, you guys thing. listen to road? <laughs> <laughs> that is the trick of the be here now thing, man. It's a it's a constant. It's not a trick. It's an embodiment. You. It's not a trick. You are here now or you are not I know here now. I, for me, like lately in those moments when I start to feel overwhelmed or I start to feel anxiety, I have been reminding myself that I'm here. And then I, I like will listen to the reason that I was feeling anxious or overwhelmed. And it's stuff that hasn't happened yet. And I'm worried about things that are coming or that an expectation that I've put on myself. What if? So dumb. And I'm like, oh, shit, I don't have to do that. Like, wow. But by no means have I attained. No. It's still. Because I think last, I was listening to the episode either last week or two weeks ago, and it was like saying the opposite of this. Like, we were like not feeling like this we mm-hmm. weren't feeling like all the you know pressure it was a good week and then the very next week doing that making yourself feel pressure about shit like you said that hasn't happened yet and it just shows how cyclical we are as human beings too like sometimes we really do have our shit together mm-hmm. either for a day or for the night or for the month or for the week like we for real have our shit together we're eating good we're waking up we're exercising we're doing good work we're loving our people and all that great stuff and then we have a freaking stupid day our week and then that's how our life is mm. like that's how we're interpreting our life like oh it's we, always like we this. suck and you know yeah like I, i'm sorry to melanie out there all <laughs> the melanies that you can identify out there you know what i mean yep all the melanies and errands and apples that give yourself a hard time so we're gonna go into this summer rest of the summer with an attitude of fun gratitude Attitude of gratitude and attitude and fun. of fun. We're gonna we're gonna take the lead from Greg and Pigeons playing ping pong and we're gonna create fun wherever we go. And that's the goal. Fun. And that's by enjoying the moment. And we're gonna have fun with cookies. So yeah, enjoy fun. this little um but what? Before we have fun with cookies. Business. Yeah, we gotta do the business. The business. Yay, business. Follow us on Instagram and all beep, the social beep, media beep, platforms beep, 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 beep. at <laughs> No Simple Road. You no know, if you haven't followed No Simple Road, if you haven't subscribed to No Simple Road, you should do that now. Yeah. Right now, you should go to Instagram and do that. We would appreciate it. Do we would. it. You should leave a five-star review on uh, Apple Podcast too. That would be really smooth Ooh. and sweet do and kind of you. And you should also head to www.nosimpleroad.com. Deadline is happening for tickets to Northwest String Summit. When this comes out, it will be Sunday. Can we and, congratulate? And you will have just a few moments left to buy tickets for 
summit. And if you can't go the whole thing, there are single day passes available, two day passes and whatnot. So go over there and check it out. Also, the couple weeks after that is summer meltdown. We're going to be live podcasting from there, like we said earlier. And you get your tickets through our website there as well. And we want to congratulate at Tomfoolery on winning the pair of three-day passes to Northwest String Summit. Darwin did a really good job of, we did it on live. And so next time we won't do it that way. Well, we'll do it on live and post. Yeah, and post. I I did post after that because people were wondering what happened. Well, yeah, because I got like, you know, people were hitting me and Apple up and stuff like that. And we want to make sure that it's fair and everybody knows what happened. So So at um, Tom Foolery, you are going to Northwest String Summit with a friend. Congratulations on behalf of Osiris Podcast Network and No Simple Road. And we do have a new um, five-star review, and it is just 21 hours ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, so this is very recent. And this is Chris181 Westie. Right on, Chris181 Westie. Great podcast, exclamation point. Love the family vibe and all the great concert festival coverage and the artist guests. Come visit us in Michigan at Electric Forest. Much oh. love. Mm. Sincerely. Electric Forest keeps coming up a lot. Yeah. Thank you for that, Chris. Yeah, Chris. Um, you know, we shall see what 2020 has holding in its hand of cards for us. There are lots of things that we would like to do next year. I would really love to be at some shows back east. I would love to be at Lockin next year. I would love to be on Jam Cruise next year. I would love to go to Mexico next year if we can. All the things that people want to do. We so have people to see all over the country. Yeah. So <laughs> thank you for that review. That is super smooth and cool of you, man. I appreciate it. And much love back to you. Thanks for taking the time to do that. And for those of you that haven't, take a minute. It's drop, that easy. Yep. Boom. And then we'll read it on the show. It's it's kind of like a, a smoke signal. Uh, digital smoke signal from the family to us letting us know we're doing a good job and if you really want to send us like a really awesome smoke signal go to patreon.com forward slash no simple road that is how we keep doing what we're doing and that is how the show is continuing to grow and for those of you that have signed up recently we love you guys and thank you so much patreon is the monetary arm of the no simple road family that's how we take care of the bills around here you guys so if you want to see us continue do this and get bigger, help us out. Patreon.com forward slash No Simple Road. And you can also go to uh, nosimpleroad.com and sign up on the family tab for the newsletter. And you can get No Simple Road merch there. There's t-shirts left. And we have some new stickers. And uh, the Reddit. Reddit. I was just looking at the Reddit. There's, What's up? What's going well, on on Reddit? there's a lot of really cool stuff that I haven't seen in a while. Like some of it's old, but some of like 16 days ago it was Shafty at Goodfoot this weekend. And then um, a little bit Shafty's over, awesome, by the way. A little bit over a month ago was um, just somebody posting about having an extra ticket to the Gorge. Um, Discord channel stuff. Wow. Um, asking if anyone is going. This is two months ago. Asking if anyone was going to DC for the tour opener or to Shoreline. Um, wanting to meet up. Free, oh. free streams for Twiddle and Pigeons, and so there's a lot of wow. really fun, different, cool things going on on here that I have personally have yeah I've neglected to see. But this is cute. So R forward yeah. slash No Simple Road. And if you want to come hang out with us and you're not going to String Summit or uh, summer meltdown come to the good foot on Ooh, wednesday yeah, night wednesday our brothers the higgs are going to be playing 
We're going to be out in style with our with our friends, Absolutely. hanging out, listening to some amazing music by the Higgs and supporting our family. So if you guys yeah. are in the Portland area and you want to come out and see a good Wednesday night show, come to the Goodfoot good and hang foot. out, man. Goodfoot is cool. Yep. So we have anything left, family? Gosh, I mean, we can always talk forever, but I think that that's really what's going on this week. We got rid of our funky attitudes. We're uh, having fun with cookies. We're having fun with Greg. And it's all good. Come see us at the festivals that we just mentioned and come hang out and play. Yeah, come to Hornings. Yeah. Come see us. Make sure you go see Pigeons because if you haven't, you're in for a treat. One go and that's what I was going to mention too. These guys are killing it. They stay very busy. They just played Terrapin. They were at High Sierra. Now they're going to be at Northwest String Summit. Then they go back to Pennsylvania for the Peach Festival, and then they come back up here to Darrington for Summer Meltdown, and then they continue on all over Jesus. the country. They are very busy. Yeah, <laughs> so and very fun. We have a, a good example of how to do it right. That's yeah, that's yeah. What, that's what Greg gave us, and he gave me some personal advice, and I appreciate he was very it. Sweet, like very like tuned into what's going on in his life. And, and I want to get him a pin made and send it to him. This is one hundred and ten percent. Oh my gosh, we had really f- we had yeah, a little you, bit of fun with this, like you guys. This. So this very fun. <laughs> without further ado, the No Simple Road crew gives you Kevin from Thinsters first for about ten minutes, and then. An amazing interview with Greg Ormont from Pigeons, Pigeons Playing Ping Pong. Kevin, you good to go? I'm good to go. All right, we're all set. Good morning, <laughs> my friend. This is Aaron. How you doing, man? Hey, Aaron. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm great. And I will let the others introduce themselves. Hey, sorry. I'm a couple minutes late. I have a I have chores I have to do. <laughs> <laughs> but this is Melanie. Thanks for coming to the hey, porch. Melanie. Yeah. And then sure you, thing. And then you got Apple over here. Welcome to the porch, man. Thank you for joining us. It's good to be here. How are you guys doing? Excellent. Awesome. How, how's your Saturday morning going? Oh, it's really good. Really good. I, I got up early and actually played a little bit of music and then I watched a little tennis and nice. I'm just enjoying a, a beautiful day. Sounds good. Did you have cookies for breakfast? <laughs> I have cookies every day for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you at, Kevin? Uh, we're in the country. I'm in New York City. Oh, right on. New York. Right on. Yeah. You said tennis. Is Wimbledon still going on? Yeah, the women's final was this morning oh. and then the men's Wimbledon's final tomorrow. Okay. So, so Kevin... Welcome to the porch, and you have a very unique reason that you're here with us. Like normally, we're talking to musicians and authors and artists and stuff, but you are the man behind Thinster's Cookies, yeah? Yeah, that's right. Is it is it your baby? It's my baby, along with uh, three other people. So I can't. Uh, I'm not taking all the credit, but there's yeah. a group of us who who got together and started the, the company and the brand uh, a little over two years ago. What was the genesis of that? How did that happen between the three of you? Well, it's not your typical founder's story where, you know, we started out in our garage making samples <laughs> kind of thing. We all, we, we've, all, <laughs> we've all actually been working in the food industry for uh, a collective 40-plus years. Oh, wow. I worked at big companies like, like PepsiCo, and I worked at Kind Bar, and people worked at General Mills, and... Pain Celestia and all these different 
companies and we end up knowing each other and getting connected over the years. And finally we kind of just decided, why don't we make our own and we actually make something that we love that's healthier, that's better for people instead of pushing these brands like Oreos and Pepsi and, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, Frosted Flakes. So we got together and we, we, we started Finsters. It's, it's our first of two ventures. Um, oh. And, uh, and we wanted to make a, we, we, we looked at the category of cookies and we were like, it is dominated by Oreo and Chips Ahoy. Um, yeah. They yeah. actually own like 80, 80% of the cookies sold at uh, the grocery store, those two brands. And they're full of hydrogenated oil, corn syrup, all processed, artificial ingredients, artificial flavor. Huh. Wow. That's crazy. All right. All right. Now Yay. we're not going to have any problems. We're using Apple's phone. <laughs> Everything's cool. <laughs> Apple's Apple phone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. So, awesome. Ke- Kevin... I was just saying before you called back, like, it's kind of unbe- it's unbelievable to me that those two companies own eighty percent of or you know hold eighty mm-hmm. percent of the market, man. Like, it's it's it, it's actually one company. They're oh the same God. company, and uh, they're actually they actually own the third biggest brand as well. They own uh, Tate's and they own uh, all of Nabisco. So actually, one company. This massive conglomerate owns like eighty-five percent of all the cookie aisle in any grocery store. What? Yep. So you guys are going like it's no like um. No matter what you buy, you're David, feeding the beast. It's David and Goliath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we think we think there's room to, uh, for a new a new guy out there. We hope so at least. And uh, and then really, it's not just for us. We're we're hoping people choose our, our brands because uh, we're a lot healthier and better ingredients. So. so instead of like the, you know, the hydrogenated oils and all of that that you were just mentioning, what is it that you guys are doing different in your recipe that's um, giving us that Absolutely. help? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you asked. Well, it's, it's not complicated. We make cookies the same way you make them in your own kitchen with real butter. <laughs> we, use real, we, we use real cane sugar. We use real dark chocolate. Um, we don't use any artificial flavoring, artificial colors, artificial preservatives, nothing like that. Literally in our, in our facility, we have big ovens and we bake dough and we, we oven bake them just with real butter and real cane sugar like you would at home. So it's fun. What a a concept, right? Yeah. (laughs) Making cookies with real food. What? (laughs) Right. Exactly. Like everyone's like, when I tell people that they're like, wait a second, that's normal. And I'm like, yeah, (laughs) we're we're actually doing it the way it should be done. So, you know, a lot of companies out there have tried to scale so fast and make so many cookies to feed all these people. And in order to do that, you have to use preservatives. You have to use artificial ways to make things cheaper um, but we're, we're kind of not taking any shortcuts here. That's so cool. That's cool. So how are you guys, um, you know, faring in those markets that are dominated by the other ones? How, how, how is your reception, you know, or how are you been received yeah, so far? Really well, really well. I, I, I can tell you everyone who has ever picked us up and tried us has become, has turned into a loyal consumer. Right so on. Yeah, the, the, the biggest challenge is kind of getting out there at first, okay. getting noticed, getting picked up. But everyone who finds us and tries us is like, oh, my God, like, this is incredible. Like, I'm so happy I found you guys. So <laughs> it's been really great. So what kind of things have you done to um, promote yourselves, like, s- since the inception? Yeah, well, 
I know you guys are familiar with. Have you guys? Are you guys familiar with the Grateful Dead partnership? Of course. Yeah, that's oh, yeah, that's the, one yeah, of the that's, main reasons. That's we how we're connected. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk all about right, that. All right. Yeah. Well. Well. Cool. Well. Well. There's a lot of things we've done. That's definitely the biggest. You know, we started out really small and just some natural grocery stores okay. in the Northeast, and then we slowly got into Sprouts. The, on the west coast wow, and now okay. we've gotten into co- some convenience stores and it's been a lot of organic word of mouth people finding our cookies talking to people about it on social media but the biggest thing that's ever happened was this partnership with the grateful dead how did that happen yeah and and who's like yeah. who's the intro is it you is it, or is it all three of you that are into the dead uh, that's me. Okay. That's me, actually. My my dad grew up a Grateful Dead fan. I will never be as big of a fan as, <laughs> as he is and was. But I, I you know, I, I grew up listening to uh, to their music and uh, and just uh, and certainly appreciated what they did to, to, to music um, in their day and then how it's lived on. And I grew up a musician, so I, I've oh, been wow. playing music since I was since I was super young, since I was three, and so. I was uh I was trying to think of a partnership that Finsters could could work together with, um, and I wasn't necessarily even thinking music. I was like, maybe we could partner with a movie. Maybe we could look at you know theme parks or sports or something. And then I was like, I love music, and because it just like cookies like bring people together, and they're creative, and they make people smile and if they're happy i think music does the same thing it yeah. it yeah, kind of crosses boundaries brings people together um just, so i thought there was a lot of synergy there it's not competitive like forces <laughs> yes it's, yeah. it's, it, it, it's great and so i was like what's you know what is a platform that um and i kind of had my my short list here that you know it, it's relatable it's relevant um and it, and we wanted people to kind of like bridge gaps um, people young and old like this platform. It's not like one of those bands that is hot today, but no one older knows yes. who they are, or vice versa. Yeah. And then we, we came up, we thought about the Grateful Dead. I, I kind of heard that they were going on tour this summer. And I was like, wow, they're they're on tour, and <laughs> John, like that's so relevant. Mm-hmm. And uh, John Mayer is their front man, who is doing an amazing job at representing. Uh, you know their their legacy while also bringing new younger audiences to their shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they they have uh, values that are they're super authentic. They're true to their roots, um, which is what we at Finsters try to do with with our cookies. We, we want to make sure that we have authentic ingredients and we're true and transparent to our consumers about what we put in our cookies. So. Yeah. It was just an amazing fit. I, I got connected to the people over at Warner Music Group um, and kind of gave them the spiel. And, and sure enough, um, the Grateful Dead is trying to kind of do the same thing we are. We're, they're trying to cater to a young audience. Yeah. You know, they like Kind of like my dad, he's you know, almost 70. The Grateful Dead wants to live on for many generations to come. They don't want people to forget about them. They want to make sure that, that people in their 30s, or 20s, or teens are, are getting exposed to the Grateful Dead and their music and what they've done to the American culture. And so they were looking for brands like like Finsters and like, a, like Burden Snowboards and like a couple clothing companies that, that cater towards a, a young, healthy demographic. Yeah. And so there was just a natural fit. Um, wow. And oh, I mean, so they were ready. Honest, I, I, they were ready. They were like, you can, you can kind of help us 
um, bring the Grateful Dead to young people. And, and of course, they can help us bring Finsters to Grateful Dead fans. So it was just a, a great fit where we're both super, like, work really well together. They love our cookies, and we love their music. So it's, it's been excellent. It's well, been a lot of it fun. It makes sense, too. What's more Americana than the Grateful Dead and, and chocolate cookie. chip cookies? cookies. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, no, it's, it's, yeah. it's totally true. You know, it, I, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. I, it's funny that you say, like, cookies and music yeah. have a, have a similarity i never put those two things together but now that you say it i think to myself like if you're arguing with somebody and there's a plate of cookies in front of you there's no way you're going to continue arguing and the same thing with music like if the grateful dead is playing in the background and you're having a conversation it's going to be a nice conversation <laughs> so there it's is a huge so correlation true. That's weird. So man. true. That's what they I, should have at like, the peace summit. Like cookies and people <laughs> dead. Like guys, quit arguing, man. Here. I think I think if Finsters and the Grateful Dead were in more people's lives, we'd we'd all be a little bit happier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Definitely. I think. Yeah. Once That's, yeah. So once you start a partnership so it, like that, what what happens? Like, so they say, yeah, let's do this. Like, what happens for you guys on your end? Yeah. So we we. Um, we talked to them about how can we help the Grateful Dead out and, and how can you help spread the word about Finsters. And so they've done an amazing job talking about Finsters on their website, mentioning it, mentioning it in certain places in their tour, um, sending Finsters t-shirts to some of their fans. And then on our end, we branded limited edition Finsters bags. So right now, wherever Finsters are sold, you can find you know, if you, if you look hard enough, you can find these limited edition Finsters bags that commemorate the Grateful Dead. Oh, shit. And so they have the Grateful Dead logo on the front, the dancing bear holding a cookie. Oh, and gosh. a really cool part is, um, which is so much fun. And then a really cool part is when you flip it over to the back, there's a beautifully written pair, a couple paragraphs that commemorate the Grateful Dead, talk about their legacy, um, kind of inform people because the Finsters have a really young uh, client base or then consumer base who don't know about the Grateful Dead. So we're taking, um, we're, we're making sure to use this situation to make sure that we inform people and educate people on what the Grateful Dead means to the wow. U.S., means to America, means to music. And then there's a really fun social media giveaway where people who buy uh, these Grateful Dead Finsters bags and post a photo on Instagram uh, with the hashtag Grateful Finsters. <laughs> We're giving away signed guitars, signed amps, what? T-shirts, bandanas, all this cool Grateful Dead memorabilia. So it's How a neat. it's a huge uh, it's super neat. That's it's fun. A lot man. of fun. How old is this partnership between you and the Dead? It just kicked off last mm. month. What? It just kicked off. Wow. And, Congratulations. And, and thank you thank you yeah it's, it's been a long time coming and we can't believe it's finally here i remember going to walgreens uh about two weeks ago and and seeing grateful dead fencers on on one of the shelves and it was just like oh my god what a, a proud so cool. dad moment yeah <laughs> yeah kinda exactly like, kind of like seeing exactly. a no simple road sticker on somebody's car driving around i'm like oh my gosh it's happening <laughs> right right <laughs> Wow. You're right. I know the feeling. Yeah. So what did feeling. your dad, I want to know what your dad yeah. thought about all this, you know, <laughs> like oh. growing up and, and raising you with that kind of music. And then here you are in, in uh, your love. What, dad? I got some yeah. cookies for you. He can't believe it. And, and even more, I actually had him help write the, the, the message on the back oh, of the pack. Oh, wow. 
Wow. Yeah, so, so, so he, he and I did it with, with uh, a couple other people together. And it was a really fun kind of father-son bonding thing and, and something that he, he now has a bag kind of at, at home. It's pretty special. It's so super it was, special. It's, it's pretty cool. So, th- I mean, yep. what at least with, in my opinion, like when I think about what is our show about, our show is about family. That's my first thought. And I love to hear um, when we interview whatever musicians, I, I a lot of times I'll ask them about their parents and like, are they proud? And because, you know, as adults, we grow up, but we're still little kids inside. We really mm-hmm. are like we don't feel like 50 years old in our head. No. We can still relate to like a cute, like younger person or having fun with a kickball or whatever. And I love that about what you're doing with your company, getting your dad involved and going off of something that you are familiar with from childhood and coming back to grassroots, like real butter and real sugar. <laughs> and like it's so novel. Yeah, it's very novel, but it's somehow it's like ahead of the time that we're living in right now, which is so strange to me. Like, it's- right. I, I exactly. I mean, if we, we almost forgot where we were coming from for you know a yeah. couple of decades there, we just we let big uh, conglomerate companies sort of direct us rather than us making decisions, and um, that changed. And the Grateful Dead are a great example when they said we want to play music differently, we want to experiment, we want to improvise, and and I think the, the food industry is starting to to recognize that and do the same. That's really cool. Yeah, that's a huge industry that definitely needs a lot of. Uh, reconstruction yeah. I'll say you, you know what's funny about mm-hmm. all this is that when you and I started corresponding I had seen Thinsters a couple of times in the stores prior every single time since we've talked I've seen Thinsters in the store really I, it's like when you buy wow. a Jeep and you start seeing Jeeps all over the place like it every mm-hmm. time I've gone it's weird like and I've been keeping my eye out for the bears dancing on the cookie package and uh, so, <laughs> where so it's is it like um, in major chain grocery stores across the country right now, or is it just like certain spots? No, we're all across the country. You can go to wow. Target, you can go to Sprouts, you can go to Walgreens, you can go to Kroger, any Safeway or Albertsons, um, and then of course you can just go to if you go to Finsters.com and you click on retailers or where to buy, you can just type in your zip code. Oh. And find the closest store to you. Okay. All um, right. So I, I can't guarantee we only made a, a select number of these limited edition bags, but we we are we made absolutely positive that they're going to at least hit every grocery store once or twice. Oh wow! So there's okay. a there's a there's a pretty good chance that in the next you know throughout the rest of July, um, early August, you you should be able to to find something for sure. Okay, and what's the hashtag again? When you buy the bag, go and take a picture of it and throw it up on Instagram. It's Grateful Finsters. Okay. So, um, you know, we're we're grateful for the partnership. Um, So it's hashtag Grateful Finsters. And we're picking two people every week that we're going to be giving all this Grateful Dead memorabilia to. So, wow. Um, we got to go find some cookies. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> on the agenda today. Well, I'm, super ex- do. I'm super excited because I looked and one of the flavors is coconut. And that's like my favorite. I that's love Apple's jam right there. Uh, oh, it's so good. And we've got we've got awesome flavors. We didn't want just your typical chocolate. We wanted some citrusy and kind of really interesting flavors. Toasted coconut, key lime, 
brownie batter, vanilla, Meyer lemon. So um, we have we have over seven flavors. It's, it's pretty fun. And the, the all the flavors have the branded bag. Only our toasted coconut and our chocolate chip. Okay, got the branded all bag. Right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, man. Mm-hmm. Kevin, I appreciate yeah. you coming on the porch with us, man. Thank you so much. I'm excited to see the bag in person and taste these cookies, brother. Thank you so much, guys. It really means a lot. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, Absolutely. man. Anytime. We we're, love we're, getting we're the word out guys. about, like, you know, grassroots, family-oriented um, things. And, I pre- yeah, we totally appreciate you guys reaching out. And can't wait to taste those cookies and do our hashtags just to, just to promote. <laughs> You have a awesome, go. Have it. a wonderful Saturday, my friend. Okay, thank right. you. Thank too. you. See you later, brother. Bye. So, it, uh, okay, listen. Here's the thing. Listen, we're not going to listen, listen, Linda. Listen, honey, Linda, honey, we're honey. Not, we're not going to debate. We're not going to discuss. Uh, no, I I would really appreciate it if you didn't do that we do have cartridges at work that are although oh. we add the numbers up they add up to 106 percent oh, all right hang on customers question that too i don't care what the i really don't care what the math says there's no such thing what do you think mel weigh in on the 110 percent will you i think that in certain occasions 110 <laughs> percent is absolutely appropriate Wow. To, I, describe, I believe, I believe to describe the amount of effort. That, that, and that's what I was going to say. It's like it's like a saying. It's not necessarily mathematically possible. It's a saying. Like I gave it. I went that extra mile. Okay. I did extra credit. Here's yeah. what we're going to do. We're going to call Greg and we're going to ask Greg what he thinks about 110%. We're going to go the extra mile. All right. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> this is it. It's our theme. <laughs> we're going to try to get him to say it at least twice. I would say he goes Hello, Greg. Hey, what's up, man? What's happening, man? This is Aaron. How you doing? I'm doing really well. Thanks for calling. Yeah, man. Welcome to the porch. I oh, appreciate it. Yeah. So I'm gonna let everybody, the whole crew, introduce themselves to you here. Greg, what's up? This is Mel. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you, Mel? What's I'm cracking? good, man. You know what I've been doing all day? Listening to what? pigeons. <laughs> Just oh, wow. saying, doing, fun and fun today. Homework. Well, yeah. I was actually dancing with mom in the kitchen, cooking dinner. Wow. So she was jamming. I almost took a video, but oh, it was a private moment. You really should have taken a video It was a, a private moment, but I wanted to tell you about it first, right off the bat, because that's what, how it set the mood for the conversation. So she welcome was, oh, to man. the porch, my friend. And, that's awesome. And this is Apple. Thank you for joining us on the porch, Greg. It's an honor. Yeah, Apple, did you listen to our music with your dad this afternoon? <laughs> <laughs> no, unfortunately, my dad is back in Las Vegas, so yeah, oh, okay. no, no. That would, that would be weird. <laughs> my dad would dig it, though. Yeah, he would. And your turn, Ryder. And this is Ryder. And that's Sorry, the... I, lost you, I lost you for about five seconds, but we're back. Uh, this is Ryder. Hey, Ryder, I know you. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Well, All right. shit, man. So, Greg, we want to know what you think about giving 110%. Well, and, and also, we need you to introduce yourself and tell us who you are for our listeners. Okay, cool. Well, I'm Greg, a singer and guitarist at the Pigeons playing ping pong. Woo-woo. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of giving 110%. Oh. Yes. Thank you, Greg. We were... I'm, I, we were just having a conversation before we called you, and, and I am of the mind that 
mathematically it's impossible to fucking give 110 percent, man it just doesn't exist but, okay <laughs> let, uh, let me interject we uh, we saw you guys up here last year and i when we saw andy frasco in the un opening for you i would say you and your whole band and andy and his whole band are the definition of giving it 110 percent. i i gotta agree oh man well i can definitely tell you that frasco gives it maybe 111 (laughs) that's fair that's fair i I love that guy he's uh he's such a crazy man he's easy to love yeah we keep in touch all the time i just you know occasionally just text him thinking about him i don't know why he's an intoxicating human that's weird i just i just did that today greg no bullshit just out of the blue yeah you know, I'd like to think that we have a special relationship, but I have a feeling that a lot of people just text them out of the blue. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, the guest that we had on last weekend was is one that does that as well. Oh, so yeah. there's a lot of people in Frasco's life that are rooting for him. He's a special man. Yeah, he is. And and I think, you know, a lot of that comes from the, the 100%, 110% mindset. You know, like he, he clearly pours himself into every moment of life, not even just, uh, on stage but you know hanging with him on the tour that we did together he's really just like he's here in the now he, he's, a, he's a good embodiment of, of living now and and you know going after your goals and not taking yourself too seriously all the time but when the time is right to buckle down and put the work in too and uh, i like to consider him like the epitome of controlled chaos yeah um, you, wow yeah, that's totally. a great way to put him yeah you guys you guys were the perfect mix yes seeing you guys together was yes. the perfect mix it was a uh, it was it really was awesome a special tour man thanks so much i mean we we uh you know when we were talking about having frasco join us on tour i mean i don't know if all, all four of you have seen him play live but yeah we have he, he kind of goes nuts and you know it's not uncommon for him to pour like beer on his head or, or <laughs> you know yeah spray the crowd with whiskey so when we were just talking about the logistics of having them play with us we were talking like should we we get some tarps and like put up like you know protection around our gear because I, I love them but you know to follow him is be a sticky floor on the stage fuck you know? up my but, shit man yeah but again i mean it's controlled chaos you know he really like you know he let it rip and he, he, he you know is a very off the cuff guy but he he was aware of our gear and and you Aww. know what we normally do and just that- uh, a, a hell of a player i, I love watching him perform yeah ditto yeah you guys man you it was the first time that we we had seen you as a crew and you collectively blew our minds greg oh wow thanks so much yeah dude we we danced so hard we walked out of there like a sweaty mess (laughs) it was disgusting oh yeah 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 i sweat i sweat so much during our shows that it's my justification for almost never exercising (laughs) well yeah you can't call what you do not exercising man that is some kind of fucking show you put on for reals Uh, thank you i mean you know we all we also kind of live by the the concept of if you're going to do it like go full speed and don't have any reservations and kind of have no regrets after the show and not every show goes perfectly from a musical standpoint you just because it's so off the cuff and a lot of improvising but we like to remind ourselves of just the overall energy that we felt and i mean whether it's a smaller show or a bigger show we we love every minute of it we really do well, is, isn't that what it's all, grateful for yeah. it yeah i mean isn't, and isn't that what it's all about too is like having that moment and letting it stretch out so that you're having that experience on stage over and over again like that's the 
that's the fun, right? I mean, when oh, I absolutely, yeah. I, I mean, we we we've played some of our songs, you know, hundreds of times, but every time is different, and uh, it's kind of cool. Like you know, after the show, like, hey, that was a pretty good fu or whatever uh, songs that you know we took out and into a jam that that felt cool, and you know, some some of them don't so, don't go so great, but uh, I mean, we like to. You know, like I said, live in the moment and let the crowd kind of dictate our energy. And as long as we're like, you know, smiling and having a great time, you, you generally feel pretty good after each show. Yeah, it seems like that's like at the heart of what Pigeons Playing Ping Pong is all about is fun. Like when I, I've heard a few interviews with you and read some stuff kind of boning up to talk to you. And that's the one thing that stuck out to me about you is that you're really like following fun wherever mm-hmm. it's going to take you. Am I pretty on the nose with that? Oh, you're dead on. I mean, like you said, we put the fun in fun. Yeah. Um, we put the fun in other stuff too. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> fundamentals. Um, <laughs> That's a good one too. Yeah. <laughs> no, we put the mental in fundamentals. <laughs> maybe, maybe we put both. It's a two part cocktail. Wow. <laughs> Always goes down smooth. It's been. Um, a, it's, well, I, I appreciate it. You know. Yeah. Like, we we really we we really enjoy what we what we do, and and you know it started in college as like a super casual hang kind of let's not go to class and, and jam kind <laughs> of approach, and although most of us graduated, so uh, but well um, done, sir. You know, well the fa- thank you. Yeah, <laughs> you're really using that com degree, but. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, we're just so, you know, we're kind of floored that of the following we've been able to garner and, and, you know, don't take it lightly. We want it to last and we want it to grow and we want to enjoy it while it's happening. And so far, so good. I mean, does it trip you out, man? Like, I know you're a fish fan, too. And, you know, huge fish fan. And I grew up listening to the dead and, you know, you see people following the dead and fish from from show to show. And then now you are the dude that people are fucking following from place to place. I mean, does it, the, the surreality of that, like impress itself upon you daily? Oh man. Well, I'd like to think that I am one of the dudes in the band who people are, you know, coming around to see. And right. we, we have been seeing a, a lot of people in, in the first few rows touring with us regularly. I mean, right now we're in summer mode, so we're jumping to different regions, doing festivals here and there. But, in the fall, I mean, you start to see the same faces up front, and it is very surreal. It's also, like, the right type of pressure that I look for in my life. Like, I don't want to let these people down, so when That's when cool. we have off time and instead of just, like, hanging out, we're always practicing. We're always we, – we all four of us still live in, in the same town. We live in Baltimore currently, and we practice as, as much as we can, and, and we're constantly writing new music and sending each other song ideas and – Really, you know, those followers that are touring with us mm-hmm. really uh, encourages us to keep our foot on the pedal, oh, you know, and, that's and cool. like, uh, it really is. And, you know, it's also fun when you start to kind of develop relationships with fans that I, some of them I haven't met, but like, I know they've seen us play certain songs or certain jams. And when, when something feels kind of special, I like to look over at the people who are more like veterans of our of our music Aww. and see if they also think that that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, is this like, transferring I, I, to them too? 
Yeah, like I've shared a couple like dank face nods with a few fans up front. Like, okay, yeah, this is cool. pretty sweet, right? <laughs> <laughs> that, that little wink All and right. nod, like, hey, hey. So is, it's not your imagination one. out there. If if some if you have winked at somebody, it's not your imagination. <laughs> oh no, I, people are always like, you know, how am I going to know if, if if you see me in the crowd? And I like to think that you'll you'll know. If oh, I, like, yeah. A lot of a lot of my faces that come out of my face i suppose are, are just uh, expressions really off the cuff and, and letting my you know energy flow and it's where i feel most comfortable it's really like my happy place is performing and playing and mm. but um there there is some control to my face sometimes if i see like someone i haven't seen in a long time i'll give them like a little double head nod and they're like, yeah, I couldn't tell if you were nodding. I'm like, of course, I'm looking right at you. We were looking at each other. It's got to be. It's a trip, though, to like, you've you've switched positions, like watching the bands play, and then now you're the the guys doing it, like, and playing Red Rocks and all the the success that you guys have had. Like, it's, I think for you, your band especially, it's hard work that's paying off you guys well, so many shows uh, every year and and just constant writing and it's insane yeah it, it, you know it is um but i mean who isn't working really hard right i mean and, yeah. and to do to do what you love you know whether it's in music or anything else uh, especially anyone who's kind of like started their own business which is essentially what we have on our hands like right you, your brain never turns off for it you know i mean yeah. you don't have you know people hate the nine to five or a lot of people do but what they don't quite realize or appreciate is that once five o'clock hits and you just start pounding it to the pounds of the pavement and get out of there like you're free from your job you know you're, you're not thinking about it it's just your personal life until that next nine o'clock rolls around and uh, uh, by by no means am i complaining at all no but, no uh, you know it, in our no, in our situation talking. like it, it never stops i mean it can be four in the morning and whether it's a song idea or even a merch idea or a good idea to post on social media. Like you get up and you jot it down or you work on it. You know, it's just something that we kind of live and breathe and we're like incredibly grateful and stoked to do it. Um, but yeah. it's definitely, you know, all these bands that, you know, garner fans and have a sustainable fan base. It, it does not happen overnight. I mean, this is not a three year kind of journey. It's that we've been, we've been playing, from casual to professional for like 12 years or something like almost, you know, and yeah. um, it, it definitely uh, takes time. But I mean, similarly, like life is about the ride and, you totally. know, it's not about <laughs> the final destination. So we yeah. really just try to like soak in every moment. And, and, you know, when we have the opportunity to play or record or, or do anything or have a podcast, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, Really give it our all. Give us that hundred ten percent and enjoy it. I, I gotta, I gotta ask you, man, because this—I mean, this is like a, a personal question from me to you. Like, I'm right, de- I'm dealing with that same thing right now. Like, the the similarities between a band and the show are are many, and you know we're it's growing, and you know what? Well, you're, good for you guys. It's awesome. Thanks, brother. I appreciate that. Thank you. And and that thing with like where you're talking about when you leave your job at the end of the day, you can shut it off. But when you have your own thing, you can't. Right. How do you fucking how do you I'm I'm, this is like seriously just from me to you. Like, how do you balance the personal life and 
and the business thing, like the work part of it. Because for me, man, I'm, like what I've come up against is it. The plate seems so fucking full that you feel that pressure, and and you just mentioned it. Like you, you know, it's it's that it's that good pressure that makes you stretch and takes you out of your comfort zone. But how do you balance that with your personal life? That's a great question. I'm not sure if you ever do, you know, but, um, I mean, I like kind of, you know, I, my, my wife and I have a great communication. I got married in the last year. Congratulations. Uh, Congratulations. Thank, thank you very much, which is a feat unto itself. <laughs> you know, we, we were, we were dating for five years and when we first started dating i was still playing about 200 shows a year oh my so, gosh and that does, that doesn't include like travel days you know the Whoa. sundays you're driving home so i mean i was gone two-thirds out of the year that's and a tolerant woman yeah exactly but i mean she's also very independent and she does her own mm, thing and she has right their own on. passions um but I, I kind of, you know, when, when it started to get serious with her, because um, I'm not worried about my, I don't really get a personal life. I just like to keep my relationships happy. Right. You know, so when, when, I, when I am home and I'm not physically working on the band, I, I try to give her and my home life 110%, just like I do at, on stage. Because it's only fair, especially, I like to always remind myself of the general sacrifice that a spouse has with this life. I mean, I've, I am gone half the year at best, um, which means I can, I can only be there half the year. And when I am there, I'm there, you know, I mean, sometimes, yeah. you know, she might think otherwise when sometimes I have to run away to take a call in the middle of something. But I like to, you know, I, I don't know. I just make a conscious concerted effort to give her as much energy as I do with my, you know, professional endeavors, just because I respect the, what she sacrifices with me being gone all the time. And, um, I mean, it also comes naturally to me. I, I'm a bit of a family man. I have great parents who raised me. Oh, uh, you know, shout out mom and dad. Family. You know, name drop, <laughs> Andy and Barbara. Oh, Andy, <laughs> and, Barbara. Andy and Barbara. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I yeah. love you, have you too. Met them? No, I haven't. I can't <laughs> wait to. <laughs> uh, if, you see, if you see my dad, you'll recognize him right away. Really? Um, we, look, we look a lot alike. Um, he has way left hair, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. I mean, like, I don't want to, I don't want to kind of group it in like the same way of like working hard, but I, I make a conscious effort to back to try to achieve that balance. Um, what I don't really do is kind of set time aside for myself, oh. but oh, I, shit. I feel like, I feel like I have enough to be grateful for and to focus on where I don't, you, you think you want that, but as soon as you have some downtime, I don't <laughs> know, I get bored. Like I, I, I just real kind of really realized and accepted that I'm a bit of a workaholic. Yeah, um, I get okay. that. You know? I totally get that, man. Yeah, because in college I was not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely spent many days watching many movies right. in my, you know, in my younger years. But but now I, I, I don't know. I mean, life's about the now, and and whether you're working on your business or working on your regular job or with your wife or, or your, your family, it's important to just focus your energies there and try not to spread yourself too thin. Right. And if you, mm-hmm. if you have things that are spreading you too thin, you know I mean? It's, it's important to kind of like analyze what makes you happiest, what pays the bills, what, you know, keeps everyone happy around you and, and maybe trim the fat a little bit. Cause I also, you know, have learned from kind of stretching myself way too thin. I, I, that even kind of harkens back to like when we had our last, regular job 
I mean, we were when we were just out of college, we were touring either Thursday or Friday, Saturday, Sunday, just kind of weekend warriors. Right. We would go, we would go back to our regular jobs and man, I was much worse at my regular job than I was at performing. (laughs) I I definitely came back, you know, burnt and chewed up and did that for a number of years until I finally got fired, which is honestly like almost a badge of honor at this point. You know, no one, no one wants to be fired, but when you're like, pursuing your dream so hard that you can't do the bullshit job that you signed up for then that was the last straw to it pushed kind of you the, the universe then, made the fucking uh, decision I for you i don't have you. to quit now yeah. they fired me <laughs> hell yeah exactly yeah so you know that's that's i kind of shape it that way in my own mind just to make myself feel better for getting fired um <laughs> makes sense but who, i mean who wants Scramble Greg refinancing their mortgages anyway. Not, not me. <laughs> Dude. You know, it was probably for the best. Yeah. Oh, yeah? He, he could set you up, Ryder, I'm sure. Yeah. I, you know what, though? Oh, I think man. I think one of the things that you, that you said there that hits home for me is about the finding time for yourself thing. You're like, I don't do that. But it seems like to me when you're doing what you're passionate about, that the thing that you're passionate about is, is your, your time person. for yourself. Yeah, that is your You personal. know, when you're playing I, on stage, that that is you doing your thing. I, your family's I, I mean, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Um, and I don't know, I just, I've recently been playing with the concept of, you know, focusing on oneself. It just seems selfish to me, but at some point, like the, the adage, like, you know, if you don't take care of yourself, then you can't take care of the people around you totally. kind of thing. And I don't know. I feel like I've been doing pretty good with not taking incredible care of myself or taking care of the people around me. Like I'm, I'm hanging in there. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I just, you know, mental health is important. Um, and the amount of joy I get from playing live is incredible. And then when you're not playing live and you're not having, you know, screaming fans, you know, getting excited, it's important to keep those spirits up as well. And I invest myself in the home life and try not to, you know, become a crackhead. You know, yeah. who's, who's, still, who's, who's still chasing the high of the live experience, you know? Well, it's about balance. I mean, a, it's totally about balance, big, yeah. Big Amy Winehouse fan, and I know she would get off stage and be all jazzed up and would want to keep that adrenaline going and turn to all sorts of horrible shit. Yeah, totally. Um, and so I also try to, like, learn from our elders and those who came and went and try to avoid those mistakes and keep a realistic head on the shoulders. It's very I mean, smart of you. People are excited to see us, but if the band didn't exist, I'm sure they'd find a band to be super excited about. Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean so. look at look at Mayor, man. You, you watch him on, on Instagram, and the day after Dead & Company tour is over, he's like, I'm fucking bored. I don't know what to do yeah. with myself. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah. Well, that's why it's good to, you know, I mean, if you can find that creative outlet to write and to kind of, you know, it's almost like you're with the fans when you're, pushing yourself to write more music and looking yeah. for the next you know event and i'm sure mayor has no issues with that i know he probably gets bored but he can crank out i mean he's the kind of guy who will play guitar for like six hours straight i wish i had that kind of wow. inherent passion for playing guitar i i my, i think my bread and butter is really like performing on stage and being oh, really? a goofball and um you know so i kind of try to force myself to play guitar more and continue to get better and seriously what was um, it what was it about like musical theater and, and performing that that like you liked so much when you were younger man you know and you did do a little research huh yeah I, not, I, you know i did 
You did. You have, and you haven't asked me about like what, where do we get the band name from? Yet I'm not going to so do. I don't know. Not going to happen. Aaron, this is going great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I um, you know, I I caught the theater bug early. I don't know if they make every kindergartner be in the kindergarten circus. Um, I don't know if that's a, a national theater is thing. the shit. It really it is. is. You know, I also, um, so I was the, the, the little doggy in the window when I was oh, five years old. Oh, my God. My, my lines were arfar. So <laughs> my girl. Um, yeah. And uh, I just loved, you know, seeing, you know, my family proud and seeing my friends and the people I was looking at <laughs> smiling and laughing. That's Granted, badass. I was five years old, so this is the memory I've Oh kind of conjured God. up your cute right. little um, self being proud <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i love it <laughs> uh, so, and uh it was also kind of a bit of fate my um my best friend who was one of my best men at my wedding alongside our guitarist jeremy um he was i, I met him in first grade and when i was about six years old and his mother was the director of a lot of school plays so that was their world and like basically like you know mommy number two was the you know theater buff and and i you know since i hung with her son we we, i always did the plays and but i I also played sports i played soccer from like 5 to 17 i played basketball and lacrosse and stuff so um i did i did a lot of plays i played a lot of sports and then around my junior year of high school i decided to play less soccer and i would do two musicals a year just because i i excelled a little more there and it's it's a fun challenge. Being in a play is like nothing like what I do now. It's a rush, but it, pre- it mm. but it prepared me tenfold. I mean, even oh, really? even just even just the preparation of it all. I mean, you know, when you're in a school play, every day after school, like the nine to five, instead of going home and turning it off, I'm straight into the auditorium and doing rehearsals for a couple hours, and it taught me, you know. What, like it's I, I memorized lines, but it, it also taught me like the importance of having a line and delivering it in a way that your teammates can work off of in like kind of an expectant way. So it also showed me how to like share the stage because not Mm. everything's about you all the time. So, you know, sometimes you get the spotlight and other times someone of your, on your team gets the spotlight and it's important for you to also, you know, create body language that highlights them in those moments. Mm. I also kind of, I kind of think about soccer a lot in that sense too, because, it's 11 people sharing the field with one ball, like one spotlight. Whoa. And if you don't, if you don't like run away from the ball at times, then there will be no room for your teammates. Wow. So I, I like to kind of look at the stage sometimes as like a whiteboard for like a basketball game or like a soccer game and make sure that we're all sharing the space. Um, I also, and when I was in a, a regular old play, not a musical, but I was in Shakespeare's Taming of the Shrew <laughs> when I was probably 10 years old what? and I had this, wow. bi- I had this big monologue and I forgot my line. Oh, shit. So I, I just froze on stage for maybe 10 full seconds, which is a long time. Wo- that's a long time. In the theater world, that's a lifetime. I'm still on stage right now. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> And like, you know, I had that huge rush of fear and I never could remember the opening line to that monologue. So after a lifetime of 10 seconds, I just started in the middle and kind of worked my way back around and closed it out and, and survived. Yeah. And, you know, that, that experience, you know, is kind of like fight club where they're like, you know, as soon as you get 
you don't realize like you know you feel like you're made of glass until you get punched in the face and then when you survive it you realize you can kind of take some hits and you know I think that was a, a big experience for me too because it kind of gave me a little bit less fear overall at a very young age so right. the, the stage is really kind of like my comfort zone as long as I know what I'm doing you know if I have a little preparation in there you know and you know again learning from a musical theater standpoint to prepare I mean, as long as you prepare and you do a dress rehearsal and if it doesn't go well you do another one um, until you're ready until you then once the show is happening you have a lot less to worry about because you, can let you know go. you're prepared you know your teammates are prepared um, and you trust them. They've done their homework. You've done yours, and you can just let it rip. It and sounds that's where like the, it, the it, crazy it, faces come out. It sounds like it kind of taught you, sort of, in a weird way, how to improvise too, because it, oh, yeah. giving well, giving that space. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and that mountain, that monologue was not to the teeth. I, mean, <laughs> I started in the middle, and and then I kind of bullshitted my way around to the top, and then through the ends, and and. You know what? I didn't get any hate mail over it. You know, no, yeah. I mean, it, it, was, it, it, it worked out just fine. Um, so I think, you know, forgetting your lines is a, is a great life experience. Um, I also think being a waiter is a is great life experience, mm. uh, oddly enough. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I used to wait tables. and It kind of forces you to be public and smile in front of strangers and, you know, win them over one way or the other and, I don't know. I, I mean, I like to hope that everything led me led me to where I'm at now. And um, I guess, yeah, I mean, as long as you're working hard at it and, you know, again, losing, forgetting my lines really taught me the power of smiling through. Oh, issues, shit. Yeah, yeah, that's especially huge. Especially on stage. And, like, it's kind of a mantra for us. Like, if, if shit's hitting the fan, like, you got to keep like, while shit is going wrong, be aware of what your body and face is doing. Because if you show signs of like fear and stress, it immediately translates into the crowd. It changes the energy it, in the room. It totally does. Like, you can feel it. It's just like if you're in line at like a restaurant or like a countertop restaurant and there's a really long line and the chefs are working really fast. If they're all stressed out and barking at each other, like, we got a line here. Like the, the whole line is freaking out and stressed out. Right. They feel it. But if the chefs are like smiling as if nothing's wrong, even though you're waiting 20 minutes for like a turkey sandwich, like for some reason, oh, all is fine. It's all it good. Yeah. It takes a while here. That's going to be a good you know? turkey sandwich. <laughs> happy. Low service, man. Like they have no issues. So, I mean, I think the theater thing like is all is a lot about energy. It's a lot about teamwork. And I'm very grateful for having, having done it. Um, it didn't make me the coolest kid in school at certain times when you're doing musicals and middle school while all your friends are playing sports. You know, it's not the best look at, you know, when you're a insecure preteen. Right. Um, but I think it, it was a huge, uh, it's given me a huge advantage and it's made me really genuinely comfortable on stage, which I know not a lot of people have that luxury. I think you got the last laugh too, brother. Well, you know, I learned too because our daughter, she is in, um, you know, in the entertainment business and she went to a middle school and a high school that was a magnet for the arts. And so she grew up around very creative kids her entire school career. And there's something about theater specifically that makes you like fearless because if you can get in, fr get 
up in front of people and have the courage to like smile through those forgotten lines or, you know, uh, catch yourself through the dance routine that you totally screwed up or whatever and still keep going and like recover gracefully. That's it. And that, yeah, like it, it trains you for that. And so everything that you do in your life, whether it's hard or not, it's like you're, you're okay with with doing it because everything is live. Like every (laughs) (laughs) life is live. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Life life is live. live. We got the, we got the title of our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? That's, that's what you are. You're, you're freaking live, Greg. Like even like tonight, seriously, when my mom and I were cooking, I was like, mom, we have a interview tonight. And she's like, okay, who are you doing? So I, I put you on in the kitchen and I, uh, looked you up and I showed her a picture of you and every single picture I found of you was <laughs> with your eyes like bulging out your grin ear to ear or your tongue sticking out your hair in motion and she looked at you and she was like mm, he looks fun and I, was like, <laughs> I was like he is and then you cut your song comes on you know and so it's just so cool how electric you are and how I like listening to the roots and where you came from, because that's, you know, those types of um, things when you are little, when you have young kids, putting them in soccer in lacrosse in theater in art, whatever it is, it really helps to shape like more of a confident, uh, a human being. Oh yeah, I agree. And that's awesome about your daughter. I mean, um, I, 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 again, I really think that the life lessons I learned from, being a part of like a uh, like an ensemble yeah um and then you know choosing your moments to shine whether it's you know whether you have a song or not or and, and again like you said if you're having a dance number and you trip and fall i mean there's a lot of ways to go about that that's mm-hmm. the you know fork in the road and i like to go with the stand up and like stick the landing like an olympian like arms up smiling and, you know kind of <laughs> You know, laugh it off, and and then it, it can become you know those blunders can become a highlight. Um, totally. You know, and and that's that's also really important important to learn. Um, yeah, how yeah. to transform I mean, like I, I, a yeah, hard still to maintain your grace and humility and everything through failure. That's I mean, very where, important. Where would the where would the Grateful Dead be without? Dude, you know, there is some rolling ep- with the punches. Yeah. Epic, <laughs> epic fucking train wrecks, man. And you know what? As a yeah. as a fan. When you see those train wrecks happen live, it's beautiful because you're oh, like, man. they're fucking human. Exactly. That's why, you know, so we're huge fish fans or my guitarist and I are huge fish fans. And the band likes it. Not everyone's, you know, as big of a fish head as we are. Um, you know, some of us are big fans of Humphreys McGee yeah. who have. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wet, they have way less of those moments because they're so polished and talented. Yeah, they clearly work crazy. their asses off. But I remember, like, some of my fondest fish memories, although frustrating, was when Trey just fucked up, like, just messed up Hello. bad, you know? Yeah. They're, they're, and, and, you know, I, I remember when we first started getting into fish, I saw them, like, sometimes in the summer, really going after it, really, in, in, you, know, going, it, you know, enveloping the scene and getting used to it all. And uh, there was the song Stash that every time I saw him, Trey would mess up this line. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, just go home and learn the line, man. It's like every time. <laughs> but there was one there was one particular Stash train wreck where he was messing up the line so bad that he just put his arms at his side, stopped playing guitar during it, and started laughing. And the crowd went nuts. See? The crowd loved it. And then, again, I would love to... 
I would love to have heard the line, but he like just communicated <laughs> with his body like that. He was like, okay, right, Greg, I heard go- you. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is, this isn't going well. Might as well laugh this one off. And that's one of, you know, my fondest, funniest memories of, of the 30 plus shows I've seen is just that time that Trey was fucking up so bad that he just put his arms down and laughed. And, those and, are, and uh, that, that's, that, that's funny. Well, I didn't how realize this... that it would, it would teach me so much, but you gotta, like, like I said, when, when shit is going wrong, you gotta be aware of what your body's doing because yeah. it can either like spiral out of control or be one of the a fan's, you know, favorite memories. Aww. And then, um, and that's the thing that's funny about this community is there's uh, there's no other music I know of where people like like there's massive train wreck shows and that's like a badge of honor to be at that show just like the ones that kill it Coventry it's like, it's like oh yeah I was well, at that show where they blew it man it was epic <laughs> yeah well it's helpful to it's easier to call it epic when they have like a triumphant recovery and yeah you know yeah. Get, get clean and, and come back healthier and stronger than ever that 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 makes it a little more epic yeah but yes. it's definitely. But it's definitely, you know, like never miss a show kind of vibe. And that's the beauty. You're right. It's the beauty of the scene. I mean, you just don't know what's going to go wrong or right. And, um, as long as the band's enjoying themselves. And I mean, we take, you know, we take ourselves very seriously off stage and, you know, really practice as much as we can, both individually and as a group. Like I said, we're always writing. But once you're up there in front of people, you can't take yourself that seriously. Because right. when, when, <laughs> When when the when the issues do occur, like I mean, you have to have the perspective in an instant to realize like how incredible this is. Look how many people came out to our show. They know the lyrics. That's they so know I messed bad. up the lyrics, and that's like a great <laughs> that's like just a great place a situation to be in. Hell yeah! But there was a time there was a time when no one would know if we made any mistakes, but now we have like some pretty religious flockers out there who Fuck are, yeah. are, are waiting to do like the the clapping along or whatever like you know moments they're expecting i mean when we were first starting out back when absolutely no one knew who we were there were a lot of like songs we would debut and i wouldn't have set lyrics to them yet so i would just make them up on the fly like hopefully they rhymed but at least like you know maybe some verses like sometimes i would have a first verse and a chorus but maybe not a second and third so i would just kind of sort of freestyle it and and now i I really don't have that luxury yeah you couldn't pull that shit now and everyone's got their phones out and and I mean, there was a, we, we recently added a new part to an old song. It's actually a song that we uh, improvised live, uh, the, the bones of it, um, years ago. And we have since fleshed it out to be a little more, you know, sophisticated and a live jam. Mm-hmm. Um, and we added a part and I had these lyrics that I was writing or fooling around with that night. And I wrote them and I was happy about them, which is rare. And, uh, and and sure enough, I kind of jumbled a few of the lines uh-huh. and I was like, ah, whatever. And then the next day I saw a review of the show and they quoted the four new lines oh, that shit. I sang wrong. So now like it just, it was human error. I like, I like <laughs> barely, I, I had barely written them. I, I switched the end of line two with You're the end of line four. Well, no, fuck that. No, I <laughs> fortunately... Fortunately, the jam scene is while they are meticulous, they will realize over time if I change it. You know, uh-huh. I'm, not, I'm not locked in. It wasn't you know on live television, right. but I, it is. It was interesting. I was like, damn, I, I really need to like sing my lyrics right now. I mean, I remember the days in college where like it really did not matter, but now there's you know they're analyzing. Um, which again, it, if if you take a step backwards, it's in, 
great perspective to have. I mean, it's a beautiful thing to have Fuck people. Yeah. Well, give congratulations, it, you know, Greg. That you're saying anything. Wow, <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate hey, it. Yeah. I'm wondering when you guys came up with Frasco, that wasn't your first time up here in Portland, right? No, I don't think so. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not the best band historian, but I believe we've been there before. Um, I think we promised him a crowd. You you guys um, sold you guys <laughs> sold out the Wonder Ballroom that night. That was fucking badass, man. It was awesome. I think uh, I can't remember if that was when was there a little like virtuoso keyboardist who sat in that night, or was that in California? I think that wasn't that wasn't I, here. Yeah, I would remember that. I just I just saw him at High Sierra. I was like, is that Taz? No, that's another virtuoso with curly hair. <laughs> um, You're coming back up this way in a in next week, right? Yeah, so we're doing um, Strummit, Northwest String Summit. Yeah, um, well, we're going to be there. Um, we are the official podcast oh, really? of Northwest yeah. String oh, Summit. Cool. That, yeah. We'll have to say hi in person. Yes. Fuck yeah, man. Give you a hug and, <laughs> and a high five. Yeah, that, that venue is 20 minutes from our house. Oh, wow. I mean, I hear, I mean I've mean, i heard about Horning's Hideout for years. Greg. Really? I mean, String Cheese made it really popular with some of their live albums and uh, for live records that I've ended up with, I'll text when we get off the phone. I'll text you a couple pictures. We it's went out beautiful. there, um, not last weekend, but the weekend before, and it's just like this giant woodland park with a lake, and it's it's fucking awesome, man. It's it's I've seen really a couple special. Pictures. Yeah. I'm actually not a big pictures before you play guy. I uh, like to okay. You know, I won't send you shit. To, you can you can send, you can send me some pictures. It, it won't. Okay. Like it doesn't that. do it justice. Like peacock. Uh, well, I've heard that the peacocks are actually rather ornery. They and are they're not really. A, they're they're they they're a bit dinosaurish. And then they we're are. also um fo- we're following you around, I guess, a little yeah. bit because we're going to be at um summer, summer meltdown. meltdown too. We're going to follow you up there. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, up in Washington. Yeah, um, I have. Yeah, we haven't played that one yet, but it seems like it's going to be quite a party. Uh, like all their marketing has party written all over it. Um, Dude, so floating in we're, a river. We're stoked. Yeah, floating yeah. in a river, drinking water from a glacier. Like, uh, okay, I'm in. Let's go. Is there glacier water? Yeah. Yes. That's that's like uh, some some water boy shit right, right? there. Right. The, yeah. <laughs> Special <laughs> glacier water. Hell yeah. Elixir. <laughs> you know. Oh, I, cool. Yeah. That, that's gonna be great. I mean, we're really stoked to be back in the Pacific Northwest for some festivals. We've done a bit of touring, but. Now that I guess we've gotten our name out there, some of the festivals are coming around and we get to see how you guys kind of party and, and you know, for the Pacific Northwest is you know, got to be the hardest place to leave as a as a native East Coaster. You know, once once we started touring Colorado, it became harder to get home. Yeah, I'll bet. Every, every, everywhere is just a postcard. Yeah, it's that's very un, true. It's just unreal. It's amazing. I think af- after Meltdown, we're going to be with Humphreys actually oh, for cool. a few shows. Oh, at a, wow. I took a peek at the venues. It was the Kettle House, which is is the Kettle House Amphitheater in Montana, or is that the one in Salt Lake City? I'm not sure. There's a, there, I, I know there's there's two. <laughs> well, I think you're right. I think, the, I think the Salt Lake one is like Red Butte Garden or something like that. But my my drummer is like all about the pictures beforehand. He just gets him pumped. It kind of freaks me out sometimes. Really? When, like, you look at. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm always ready for like the biggest stage you want to give me, but I'm still a human being and, and don't love to like you know 
stare at my shot too long. Like, if you're, like, taking free throws in basketball, it's helpful oh. to not stand there and stare at the hoop for 20 minutes. True. You just kind of, you know, take two dribbles and shoot, you know. So, um, but Psych I did look at these out. amphitheaters. <clears throat> yeah, a little. I mean, I'm always, again, I already went through the I forgot my line space, so I'm really right. not too scared of any shows. But I also, like I said, I, I learned, like, if you're taking a penalty kick at soccer, it's helpful to just take a little walk around, show up, walk up shoot the ball like you always do um kettle house but, is in montana by the by the way okay cool yeah i mean those pictures they, it kind of looks like the gorge almost which oh, is wow. one of the last remaining venues i haven't been to that i was like possibly my number one bucket list to either oh, play shit. or go to a show at the gorge um just because of the just natural beauty of it all and it's cool that we'll be opening for Humphreys, which means you know when we're headlining we don't really get to soak in the venue as much but when we get to kind of come in let it rip and then catch a whole show. We get more of the, the kind of fan experience, which will be nice for the first time around those venues. Yeah, you got you got the kick ass time slot for Strummit too, man. That that oh like, yeah yeah like eleven thirty at night. That's like oh, everybody's yeah. juiced up and ready to go by that time. And I feel like we're like one of the few electric fans, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, with a name like Northwest Spring Summit, I assume it's a lot of bluegrass. It, it, you know, um, it was. They mixed it up. This they year. Mixed they it up yeah. Dark Star Orchestra. Ghost Light. Oh, cool. Yeah, Ghost Light. The Shook Twins. Oh, awesome. Playing. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. It's going to be fun, cool. man. I'm looking forward to it, yeah. Greg. Well, we're going to give it 110%. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yes. So, Bring Greg, it back around. Greg, right before we started, I was like, okay, we have to get Greg to say 110% at least <laughs> twice. And you said oh, it. Think... <laughs> you did 110%. Thank you so much, Greg. <laughs> Do I get a piece of that bet or what? Fuck yeah. <laughs> we're we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna settle up at Strubbit. You got All right, it, man. We'll, we'll settle up. All right. I, I just have to add one thing, man, because no. this was one of the coolest things to us. Good friends of ours, oh, Audrey yeah. and Jason, <gasps> yeah. are the ones that we were on the fence. I mean, not much on the fence, but your show at Wonderland Ballroom, they pushed us off the fence. They're like, if you guys don't go, you're idiots. Kind of just summed up like, like, you should be there. So we went. Then we meet them. We become very good friends with them. They were listeners of ours. Now they're like family. They came over oh, here wow. with their kids a couple weeks ago. Oh, and shit. And their kids, their, their favorite band is Pigeons. The kid, I mean, they're their, like, oh, their son's favorite song is King Kong. He's like five years old, dude. What? Yeah. yeah. They're wow, like, that's, that's like five and eight. <laughs> yeah. So if you, could, if you could give a shout out to Darla and Simon and Audrey and Jason, that would be awesome. Okay, well, you send me a text message oh. and my cut for the 110%. All right. All right. No, oh, we're going to do it in person. Remember <laughs> yeah. at Summit. Okay, cool. You got it, well, That's awesome. Please, please, please thank them for dragging people out. And, you know, the, the circle of life only continues if you drag out the next, you know, unsuspecting flockers. So, You're right. You, you have know, a deal, I, my I, friend. You have a deal. And we, I, seriously, man, thank you for the advice. I, I, I heard what you said, man, for real. Oh, well, you know, you'll find, I, mean, I, I have faith in you, you know, I, I think everyone struggles with, you know, when they're so passionate about what they're doing, it's, it's important to, you know, take a step back and think about how it affects others. And when you have the opportunity to be there, you just give it that, uh, 
lot of percent. There you there go. You now, go. Now, that, now, that, now that I know that there's bets in play, I feel like a bit of a pun. Yeah. Uh, no, don't feel you like did. a pun. You it, did, it, we, you did we, perfect. We couldn't have planned it anyway. <laughs> this this was a, like on the on the fly thing. So you participated. You 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 played the part well. I love it. Awesome. Well, Aww. hey, thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on the podcast, and I really look forward to meeting yeah, hanging in person. Greg, All right, great. Have here. a good night, man, and yeah. safe travels to you, man. And congratulations cool. on on everything, all your success and your wife and all that. Oh, thank you so much. Seems like likewise. So keep doing what you're doing and let's kick it in Oregon. You all got right. it, brother. Have a good night. All right. Later. Bye. Later.
got to hang up the phone, Apple. I don't have... What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil Story Made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Oh. Oh. Never mind. Hi. I, was, I, I didn't know I don't what, know what I'm doing. Uh, wow. You're giving Apple shade behind the scenes. I was just, I, ready to I was just giving him. Thing. He's like, man, like, mash the button. Mash. <laughs> <laughs> wow, dude. Well. I was doing, t- I was poking my hand, but I guess that would be like, hang up the phone would be like your hand going towards the ground at a horizontal angle. This is angle. hang up now. Yeah, this is, this is hang up. Text, text somebody. Okay. Hang on a second. Wow. Hey, Greg. Thanks, man. Yeah. That was super fun. Aww, Greg, thank you. That was. That was What can you even say at this point? Know. Like. The people that we're meeting are the sweetest people on the planet. That's that's it. Yeah. Like, Just like for real, listening to him today and then hearing his voice, and he just sounds excited about life. Yeah, like, yeah. his voice just sounds like an, an excited, like thr- like he's thrilled. And then you look at his pictures; he's got that same look on his face, like that freaking yeah. That's a challenge. Stoked, I it, happy. If we can find a sad picture of Greg or Andy Frasco, yeah, I, I don't want to see it either. <laughs> a sad picture of scrambled Greg. Uh, I don't think so. he was in his blue period. <laughs> No. Yeah. Well, I'm sure everybody goes through a blue period, but he seems like such a sweet heart. Yeah, man. A and sweetheart. And you know that band like th- th- we mi- I don't know if we minimized it, but like that night that we went and saw them at Wonder Ballroom to this day is one of my favorite shows that we went to. It was very special. It was so much fun. So special. And Sydney s- was there with the baby in her belly. Oh yeah. It was yeah. such a ride like the night was such a ride. They took us on a roller coaster of music that night. Yeah. If if you guys out there haven't seen them, like I'm not just hyping it because of the podcast. Like you really need to go check them out. They just have a, a way of getting they experience. have a way of getting you moving and grooving and like it, it, a party. It's, it's a, a definite and it, and like I said to him, the thing that comes through from him and the band is fun yeah like there's a every band has like a different personality all the members together make up this one person that is the band you know what i mean and not every band is fun like that some bands are a little edgy some some are serious some are serious some are a little scary some are dark some you know if pigeons was a person he would have like a onesie on and Mm -hmm. like no no absolutely not ironically yeah and and just be like ready to party and probably have a boom box with some stevie wonder going on it (laughs) i don't know that's how i see it like they're fun yeah super fun well thanks for joining us greg seriously what a fun cool thing that you're doing in this world is bringing fun to thousands of people (laughs) 
like yeah who can say that yeah hi um i bring fun to thousands of people fresco every can say sound, it. all over the world fresco that's yeah. why they were so good together man that and it, it, it really fit and approach it like he said all these life lessons like with yeah. the humility and grace and the yeah. sharing the team and grat and grateful the he's thing. they're all grateful they have gratitude and that's it that is the fuel to stay humble and be confident is gratitude you think so heck yes to keep your hum- keep your humility in check okay by being grateful well i guess if you're by grateful yeah. Instead of instead of using it something else to drag you down and make you feel like you're just like everyone else, kind of humble. And if you're being grateful for the things in your life, then you're not being braggadocious. No. Or haughty. I'm using really big words for everybody out there. And no, it is, it instills a certain yeah, type of confidence. A short word. What? It's I said it instills a certain type of confidence in you when you can properly understand who you are and your powers like when you've practiced really good and you're testing for like your black belt you know and you're confident because you like you studied and like he said the fun and fundamentals right like learning the fundamentals and like studying and practicing and and dress rehearsals and and doing it like doing the craft it makes you better it makes it fun it makes you be able to like weave in and out of it better because if you know what's supposed to happen at what time that's kind of like you were talking about improvising then that's when you can improvise because you know the rules already yeah and that because you've done those movements scales motions whatever so many times that it's rote memory in your mind's muscle memory at that point mm-hmm. and now you're getting up and doing the performance and the more that we do this the more i understand at least with the people that we've spoken to the performance and i, I mean i've known this ever since getting turned on to the dead but i'm understanding it better now is that it's a um an interplay between the the fan and the band and i mean i've always known that but I kind of see how it works now. It's like you have the fundamentals and you get up there and let go. And that energy takes over between you and them. And then whatever comes out of your practice is the show. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. No, not Just at checking. All. Wow. Oh. I had a bunch of <laughs> blank faces over here. No, you didn't have blank faces. I was, I was, li- yeah, oh. yeah, it was like, yeah, it was period at the end. All right, well. Yeah, we had no, yeah, there's no critiques or anything. That was well put. All right. It's just always oh. like, if we're talking, I always like to think of like, whoever we're talking to is, unbeknownst to them or even us, is going to teach us something. Do you know what I mean? Like, we always have these interviews where maybe a time in our life, like, you know what we need like with Marco when mm-hmm. when he ended up like picking well, up on a conversation that we were having well, on the car right or read exactly read read still to this day well, any of them every single one of them that's what makes us fun that, yeah. no yeah, going that's, into it with no it's no predetermined conversation well, no. Like that, the that's, music. that's what I, I wrote um, Preston 
Oh, and Preston. Preston wrote us a letter, really a beautiful. Wrote me a really sweet letter. And I answered the letter and I wrote something back to him that I was like, holy shit, I just wrote that. And it stuck with me. So we talk a lot about like dissolving genre, right? And how like the the conversations that we have are, are like a jam, right? And I said to Preston, there is no genre in conversation. And it's true. Like there is no expectation. When you sit down to have a conversation with somebody, you may have a topic, but there's no genre. You're not answering in a certain style. It's not, it's not like that. Your conversation is open. It's, it can happen in any way. Yeah, unless it's intentional. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah, unless you're teaching a class or something, yeah, you know, but I'm going to it like, I'm going to be an ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's your genre. Not this funny. Yeah. yeah. Apple's, conver- Apple's conversation genre is asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but there is no genre to conversation. And I think that's the, the cool part about doing this uh-huh. and talking to these people is that it's a open communication between the band and the, the, the audience, the participant or the, the interviewers and the interviewee or us and them or whatever. It's those two parts coming together, making one complete thing. And that's, that's fucking cool, man. I dig it. So anyway, ditto. Anyhow, um, Anywho. here we are. We're on the porch. More later. Yeah, Th- more later. Thanks, guys. This was yeah. Thanks. Thanks for, for listening. Us. Thanks for being here, Greg. Yeah, Greg. Thank you so much for spending time with us on we a weeknight, it. and we can't wait to meet you at Summit, and then again party down at Summer Meltdown. And if you haven't seen Pigeons, please just go go do go, it. Go and do shout it. out Andy and Barbara to a fine <laughs> young man. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, man. Well, 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 well done, Greg's well mom done. and dad. Well done. <laughs> Follow us on all the social medias at No Simple Road and take care of each other. Don't be mean to each other out there because you know what? There's a no. There's a lot of meanness out there in the world, and you can like make that, that stop by just being nice. It's really simple. You it, could do that by giving it a little extra effort. What? One hundred and ten percent. I'm not. I wasn't going to say. I'll anything. say it. Okay, one hundred percent. Anyway, one ten, one ten, and don't forget to buy your tickets to Summer Meltdown and Northwest String Summit. Yeah. They are still available. It's happening next week. Come hang out with the No Simple Road family. Come see pigeons playing ping pong. Yep. And Dark Star Orchestra and the Shook Twins and Infamous String Dusters at Summit. And go see Humphreys McGee at at Summer Meltdown. And once and you Tipper. see pigeons, you will be a flocker. Yep. Mel would Mel would be a mother flocker. She sure would. Yeah. yeah. What do you mean would be? Well, okay, you're a mother flocker, Mel. Yeah. Would right. be. Well, you, you, you know what I meant. Well. No, I know what you said. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Everybody out there, be kind. Be nice to each other. Smile at a stranger. Hug somebody. Do it. Do it right now. Well, don't do it right now. That might get weird wherever you're at. Judge your, yeah, yeah. Judge your, yeah, yeah. Spatial awareness, body awareness. Yep, definitely. And remember to hydrate, safety third, and love each other. And we'll be back soon with more stuff and things. And we love you. Bye, guys. Bye.
dwellers of here. We've traveled this road before, so we may think. But it's a tad bit of strange similarities that feed an A equal A complex. The fears of your past do not equal the perplexities of the current road. Hey listeners, I want to tell you about the April-May 2023 issue of Relics Magazine. Features a Dave Matthews Band cover story with additional articles and interviews with The National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics. Hey, everyone. It's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast.